0: You are listening to the Savage Fincast, episode 75, giant size 75th episode, an interview with Eric Larson. Chicago. And a criminal mastermind called Overlord held our city in his terrifying grip. Ordinary cops were losing the battle against Overlord super freaks and mutants. Then a
1: miracle happened. When I found him, he had no memory of his past. I helped him find an identity and a
2: life. Now we have a fighting chance. Now we have the dragon.
0: This is the Savage Fincast, the show that... Uh, a bit of something. My name <laughs> is Jim
1: Purcell. I'm um, Craig Olson. And I'm Raven Perez.
0: And we are going to make this intro lean and mean because we are talking to the man, Eric Larson, right now. Alright, All right, so we got us a special guest here on the Savage Fincast, someone you know, you love, you're, why you come here, Eric Larson. joining us again. Of
1: <laughs> Welcome. Hey, thanks guys. This has probably been the longest stretch that uh, we've gone in a while without talking. It's been about eight months, eight issues, so wow. we've got a lot to get into.
0: Well, it's been a busy summer. So out about 20 talk- of them.
1: You've been
3: talking nonstop about me with when I wasn't here, right? So, <laughs> just know, we
1: changed it up. We were talking about changed. Spider-Man for eight months. <laughs>
3: well, there you go.
1: There's, there's a new Venom movie out, if you haven't heard.
3: Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> pretty exciting stuff. That one.
1: <laughs> I didn't go. Come on, I can't leave the house. Have you Have you gone to see it at all? Do you have any interest? Yeah. it? In no, I don't. I don't. I don't yeah. care.
3: I have no. I have no, no. No love for Venom, particularly. I like drawing him, but yeah, uh, I'm not sitting here going, "Oh boy." Right. Cinematic
0: universe, how'd that turn out? <laughs> Let's make know. a Venom movie with no Spider Man.
3: There's going to be Venom and he's not going to have Spider-Man and he's just going to be going, man, it'd be great to have a major foe to fight, but I guess I don't have one. (laughs)
4: Uh. You did your favorite thing. They gave him an evil twin to fight.
3: Oh, did they really?
4: Yes. An evil twin of Venom? Another symbiote. There's about 50 to pick from. Wow.
3: Well, so did they did they just use the, the, the carnage dude or is it
4: like a totally different
0: it was like, it was like toxic, right? Or wait. Uh... It, it looked honestly
4: like I haven't seen the movie, but like I saw a screenshot of the evil twin and it just looks like another
1: venom. Yeah. <laughs> I heard that Carnage comes at the very end. Yeah, I'm sure oh, you got at to the, the end. Spoilers. You don't know if you got a um you don't know if you got like a credit or anything in the movie, did you? I have no idea. You don't care? Nope.
4: No, no. <laughs> Just a credit says tongue by Eric I'm sure Lester. you're
1: getting like bombarded, though, by like Venom requests at like, New York Comic Con. I, yeah. I, I saw a like, lot I, and stuff I, like I,
3: that. That's that's always been the case, though. Movie yeah. or movie. It's like, oh, you do a sweet Venom. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, well, here you go. Well, the, the Venom tongue kind of that uh stood the test of time and it's kind of the major feature of the character now. Yeah, that's that is kind of hilarious
3: how that worked out.
1: Cuz it's
3: like I thought Todd gave him that. I didn't. Know oh, that. really? Yeah. Cuz Todd had done like a cover on a trade paperback that was like Then it Returns. And I saw it, and his mouth was open, and he had a tongue. And I was like, oh, Todd's giving him a tongue now. But I didn't buy it because I was like, mm-hmm. I've, I've got all those issues. There's no point in me buying this. But Todd's giving a tongue. I'm going to give him an even bigger, crazier tongue. And I've been kind of crediting him with with giving him the tongue all this time. And then late, recently I saw it. And it was like, no, he just had his mouth open. You could just see (laughs) a little little red dot there. And it was, like, super small. It wasn't big at all. (laughs) Like, oh, in my brain, I had concocted this fiction that is not real. (laughs) I've done that before where I see something and it's like, oh, I didn't buy it. It's like there's this issue of the Hulk that I saw on the stands when I was a kid and I didn't buy it because I had no money. I was just like zero money at all. And there was no way I could just rip it off without anybody catching me. So it's like <laughs> screwed. And, uh, and, and I was like, Oh, he's fighting a mountain on that cover. That's the coolest thing. I was fighting a mountain. And then later <laughs> on like, no, he's standing on the bridge of a pirate ship. <laughs> what happened here? Where'd the mountain go?
2: I was all excited about the mountain.
3: It's like, no, it's just colored brown, you idiot. <laughs>
4: okay. Oh okay. man.
3: My bedroom now.
1: <laughs> Major downgrade. i the idiot.
4: I'm the idiot. <laughs>
1: <sighs> all right well let's get on beyond venom because this is not the savage venom catch. oh yeah
3: that's that's
1: true
3: <laughs> moving on it yeah. is cool though.
1: So, but uh one thing i like to kind of do when we have you on is just real quick go through what's kind of What's gone on in Savage Dragon and compare that. And like I always say, like, you know, six months or eight months in Savage Dragon, it seems like, you know, the same amount of changes happen in like eight, six or eight years in Marvel Comics. But (laughs) since we last talked to you, I think six supporting characters were killed, you know, five heroes and a villain. Uh, Two of them came back to life, maybe three. We don't know. uh, Had at least one birth. <laughs> oh, that's uh, right. A,
3: a, a full-on Canadian citizen now. <laughs> yeah, right,
1: right. Yeah, three, uh, three new villains were introduced, and the Dragon Kids had their first like solo adventure. So, it is a crap ton of stuff to go through here. But uh, uh it's just always amazing how much goes on in this book. <laughs> <laughs> that's right.
2: Oh yeah, stuff happens. That's
3: all. <laughs> What's going on with all these other books? I don't get why other comics just don't have stuff happening. But you're doing a comic, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you want each issue to be able to. I mean, people are buying these as individual comics. They right. they make individual self. You know, they you buy them as that unit. How come there's nothing in that? That unit. How come you you just buy a monthly comic and you're like, nothing happened this issue. What the hell? They they tried to pick a babysitter. What the hell? (laughs) That's not cool.
1: I mean, how many times can Batman fight the Joker before you know someone else comes and takes his place at some point? You know, like how many ways can someone get out of something? (laughs) (sighs) Answer quite a few.
2: (laughs) Turns out
3: you had no idea. So yeah, bunches bunch of, bunch of stuff happen in the book. I I'm not sure who's who's alive or dead. And I have to ask. <laughs> about that.
0: I have a question right <laughs> off the bat. Um did you, you know, plan to make uh Michael Dragon so disposable or uh
3: Yeah, let me tell you about that one. That was another <laughs> like, oh, how how do I how do I deal with this? Uh, originally, I had these grandiose plans that Malcolm was going to be going into Dimension X and and helping Alex look for dad. Well, that is what the cover suggested. That was my big plan. And so Mm -hmm. I had sent sent this this, uh, plot off and had it drawn, and it was like, all right, this is going to be cool. And then, um, as it turns out, the idea of Malcolm abandoning his ch- wife and children in a foreign country just didn't seem like the thing to do. I don't know, <laughs> and so I was, and so I was kind of like, well, how can how can I do this? Because I've sent off this this script to Ben Bishop, who drew it, and it's it's there and it's ready to go, and he's drawn the thing, but there's just no way I can have that. That all that stuff happened and for the story to work it's just like, <laughs> it was, it was, it's impossible for this to be able to work so all that stuff in Dimension X was to accommodate this bends, bend backup Amazing. so it's like I need to invent another guy because it's like oh he didn't draw he didn't draw him exactly on model he's not you know I'm looking at that last panel going I don't know his nose is a little different shape so sort I'm of like, I, I think I can get away with him being another dude.
1: So you're saying the the backup in 233 that she was it. supposed she to be <laughs>
3: entirely different character. And wow. Was, well, if, if if there's another dragon, then somehow there has to be a way for that other dragon to exist. So then then that that was like okay, I'll do put rapture back in there because it would have made sense that she would be alive in this world because she would have had this son on this world and name him Michael and blah 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 so it's this whole kind of string of stuff just to be able to make it so that Ben's backup made sense and it, and the thing is it, it worked beautifully it did it, yeah all, all yeah. these pieces kind of came together and I ended up going well this is something. This was a lot more interesting than it would have been had I not been given this weird challenge to try and make sense of this backup.
1: Yeah.
3: But, See, it's, but it's still madness. Right, <laughs> I, I thought
1: the whole time that you gave like Malcolm like the beard and mustache so you could kind of differentiate between him and Michael. And well, I guess... Was that, that that
3: was kind of it because it, it's like at that time it was like okay well now I've got to do something to Malcolm to make it so that he doesn't look like the guy who's in the
4: background. Ah, <laughs> like holy crap man. so like
1: with, with like two thirty two of the wraith cover covering his face was that done because you hadn't decided what to re- like if you were going to give him the, the the beard or not or or is that just, um, was that strategic yeah, that or was, just, that a just a coincidence
3: that was just it. That was just a happenstance. Okay. Happen. Okay. And then with two thirty one originally solicited, he didn't have a beard, and so just as the that issue was going out, I put a beard on him for the published cover. That's
1: hilarious.
3: yeah. That's it's hilarious. it's no way to do anything basically,
1: but oh well. I just I remember reading that and being like, oh my god, another alternate like, dragon guy. Like, holy crap. (laughs) Yeah, and
2: it's
3: like, oh,
1: what's this gonna mean? And (laughs) what's
3: next?
1: And then what happens
3: after that? And How does all this make any goddamn sense? And blah,
1: blah, blah. And and I think it could still have long kind of uh, term implications (laughs) because he's not, it sounds like, and obviously you're not gonna uh, uh, tell us, but you know, it sound like he knocked up Jennifer Murphy, or at least had sex with her in in Dimension X, and I don't know. The way I look at, it, I see that little hand come up out of the the grave site, and it's yeah, like, there's hmm.
3: nothing to give it scale. So that could be yeah. Jennifer just going,
1: "Hey, dudes, where'd everybody go?" Or it could be some little like something. I mean, <laughs> we we've seen these dragon babies survive. Yeah, the they movie. they survived. So it's like all right. <laughs> it's more more madness we'll find out issue 375
4: yeah. michael gave us a very glorious death though i mean his death was fucking great
1: he got butchered
2: yeah. oh, that was some good I, shit I, yeah.
1: <laughs> well it's funny too because with ben's backup i'm like all right they're gonna go on this little riff now i bet you there's gonna be like two or three different backups where they go to Elseworlds and and try to find Dragon. It was like, nope, next issue. Just <laughs> pieces sliced like eaten. bread.
3: It's like, all right, enough <laughs> of that. Because <laughs> also I, I am c- kind of keenly aware that every month is a month. Right. And so it's like, well, if they went and they could have had nine adventures over there over the course of, you know, a couple of weeks and then somebody can Miami doing stories of those. I guess I could, yeah. but it's just, just yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. way are doing comics, I admit yeah.
1: it. <laughs> <laughs> it makes no damn sense, but whatever. Hey, 230. We were really shocked though with 234. It was like so much happened in that issue with the deaths. And like, I know, like, on the fincast, especially, like, I know I was saying, like, how it, I've enjoyed the jennifer murphy character seemed like she was kind of turning a page and you know in the savage world was really kind of finding herself and becoming more of like the hero instead of the damsel in distress even though she's such a strong character it always seemed like she was being protected by like dragon or whoever and then it seemed like she was taking more of a lead and was like all right she's turning a page and all of a sudden (laughs) yeah
2: "Yeah,
3: she doesn't suck see guys (laughs) And then it was like, oh, now she's dead and you liked her. Suck on it, bitches.
4: (laughs) (laughs) And I did. I had to. I was like, oh, (laughs) I miss her now.
3: Well, it's also this weird thing of of just going, okay, I've brought her back but Dragon's not here. What is, what's her role? Yeah.
2: What
3: What do I do with her? And almost every time that I've brought a character back from the dead in some form, I'm always. Almost always just sitting there going, "All right, what the <laughs> hell? Why did why did I do that?" Because I I kind of mentally let go of things when I kill them off, and then it becomes all right. This characters is taking up space now. I got I got
0: I got other people
3: to kill That's off. What it makes of. me
0: real nervous about the end of two thirty nine? <laughs> I know, dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god!
4: Taking up space.
0: Taking up space. You go to space people. Where are we going
4: here? Uh, yeah.
3: Yeah. It's I'm I'm not gonna lie, there's there's madness that goes on.
1: Yeah. I mean it, it was weird though. I mean it was like Angel was only a few years apart from her mom in age now with the suspended animation type thing, so it did seem almost like uh redundant in a way.
3: Yeah. In, in in a way, I mean, they both kind of are wearing, run around wearing very similar costumes and all right. that, and then it's like man, she's kind of, she's kind of, uh, I don't know, <laughs> you know, it's like it, it's sort of back to the the Alex Jennifer dragon triangle thing all over again with, and so it's like I don't know, you know, we're going to suddenly be pulling in. Pulling in Jennifer again into this mire, and then she's going to be hanging out with her mom, which is kind of weird because her mom's just a few years older than she is, and it's it's just I don't know. It, I mean, it's it it is comics, and that sort of thing
1: does go on here. Yeah, so. yeah. Now it was just a great issue too, and just the whole like all it was kind of like the exes of Dragon too, you know with. <laughs> rapture alex and and jennifer it was just kind of neat like i didn't think we'd ever see that coming again and it's pretty wild
0: I, I, I do have to ask why why make alex like such so anti-millennial she just seems to have gotten a bit crabby in her old age about the kids today uh,
3: <laughs> because, she's just bitter
0: because uh, she's
3: not a kid <laughs> Everybody do, goes through that where they're just like suddenly, suddenly they're not young and hip anymore, and they're just like, oh shit,
1: fuck these I, kids.
3: I
0: was I was this way, and now things are this way. Your generation and your cell phones and whatnot.
3: Yeah, yeah, I remember. I remember. We used to have to do this, and now you don't have to do that anymore. You kids are <laughs>
0: spoiled. <laughs>
3: What you, you, you yeah, we used to have to use our brain. We'd hear a song in the radio and we'd have to go, God, who is that? I think
2: it's
3: <laughs> Nash and Young. No, I don't think Neil Young was
0: part of the band yet. Ah. <laughs> it was just an interesting turn for the character I never I wouldn't have expected, but it's an interesting touch.
4: <laughs> you didn't yeah. expect her to get codgerly
0: Yeah, no, that would I would expect her to stay hip forever, honestly. <laughs>
4: Well, I can't have everybody
3: stay up <laughs> at some point, you know, at some point it's just gotta, I gotta have some characters get old and show that they're getting old and there's just, you know, you can do that as a writing thing or you can do that as a drawing thing and it's, it can be tough to ease into some of that stuff as a drawing thing even it's like, how much different am I drawing a 25-year-old compared to a 23-year-old? It's like, uh.
1: <laughs> right,
3: right. You know, how, how different is that visual, you know? It's like, uh, Maxine just turned 24. Okay. how Are you drawing her visually different than... Well, now she doesn't have hair, and she's wearing braces. She somehow, got
1: smaller. <laughs> she's getting younger, <laughs>
3: <laughs> right? She looked younger than ever because she's got braces on. It's
1: like, okay, well, that's a little weird.
4: <laughs> I thought Old Face Rapture was really good. That was yeah, a,
3: yeah, yeah. She's those are those are City Miles.
4: <laughs> <laughs> you, you really hagged her out. That was good. <laughs>
1: Yeah,
3: and it's like we'll we'll get there eventually with with all
1: these characters, right? Yeah, uh, you'll probably kill them off. First.
0: Uh, yeah, they, <laughs> they they die pretty before, but they get white hair most of the time. Yeah,
3: well, I need to do I need to do more white hair and more male pattern baldness and all that kind of fun stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so. uh...
0: Those savage Little Dragons, what really spurred you to kind of do those double-page spreads as, like, Sunday comic strips?
3: Um, I just wanted to do something that, that that visually looked a little different from things I'd, I'd done before. And I it was kind of uh, just a lot of times the ideas just come from sitting there looking at, at something or something attracts your attention and it's like, Oh, let me try it this way. Let me try that. Initially, I was thinking I was going to do it in the style of uh, Dennis the Menace. Okay. Mm. Okay. Um, and I, there are a couple of those Dennis the Menace books that just come out that collected some of the old Dennis the Menace comics. And I was like, I'll oh, just do it like Dennis the Menace. And then I was like, you know what? Two people are going to get that. <laughs> I, did. I did it. <laughs> <laughs> it's just too... It's, it's too kind of weird and too obscure, and I don't think I don't that know
0: if Dennis the Menace is that obscure. I mean, he was in most newspapers. For but
3: sure. are you talking about newspapers, the art style or com- layout? Like, the comics are really obscure.
1: Yeah, yeah.
3: You know? So right. it's like, oh. Because he had his own comic book, and it was drawn by a couple of people who, who weren't Hank Ketchum. Okay. okay. And uh, they were pretty cool.
0: Oh, oh! So based uh, on the comic book, not the comic. Yeah, story. it would have been like the comic oh, books. I guess I wouldn't. Have gotten page,
3: that. and it would be like, oh, okay. Which, I mean, they were they were aping Hank Ketchum, but it's it's not the same. You know, you wouldn't. The pages would look a little different. Oh, I, I thought, just I thought, like,
0: I, thought meant, I thought you meant like one panel image with text.
3: Oh, no, no, like that.
0: But it, it, it
3: would have been definitely, I, I wanted something that was going to be a contrast so that you go, yeah. I'm, on, I'm on this page, now I'm on a different page. And I was either going to do it as two stories in the issue and there would be two completely separate things, yeah. or I was going to do it where I'm flipping back and forth from one to another, and I opted for the latter there.
0: I like yeah. I like the flipping back and forth cuz it still feels like two different stories but they're yeah. are, they are congruent so
1: and yeah. you catch the Bill Crabtree stuff right away even with just the panel work and especially uh Ferrin's uh I think Watterson, and yeah, Water yeah. Waterson Craig <laughs> I'm sorry yeah <laughs> Bill Crabtree would be very pleased to hear Yeah that. sorry I don't know why I popped into my... Uh, <laughs> Brain, but uh. yeah it, I, it helps that uh that Farron did a
3: bang up job capturing Bill Watterson's lettering, I think, oh yeah, to, you know it's like, oh, let me put a title on these strips, and then I was I had all my uh Calvin and Hobbes books out, so I could just be like, all right, how's he draw this, and how's he draw that how's so I was, I was looking at it, and I'm, and I'm not completely nailing his style in, in that regard because it's like I, my, my abilities only go so far. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I ran up against some weird little uh, speed bumps where, where I was sitting there going, well, how does he draw black guys? Never right. seen him draw. I got a black kid. Yeah, where, I remember
0: when he asked just, about that. Yeah, how does
3: just... he draw... And I was like, "Oh, he doesn't. He yeah. just never has anybody." Uh, there's, it's just a strip about Caucasians, and it's like, okay, I mean, that's <laughs> that's one way of of sidestepping any critique of the way you draw black kids is just just don't do it.
0: Calvin's world is really small, <laughs> at least in terms of like people he knows. I mean, he's only got a castle yeah, like, of so six people. Even
3: so, even like. You know, when when you have fantasy sequences of him as a dinosaur, and there's a million people fleeing, and there's like there's no there's not one black guy in any of that. There's no, <laughs> you know, there's no Asians. There's no. It's like, whoa, damn man, they don't they never go to a, It they ah, weird. Yeah, you know, and, it, and it's. <laughs> It is what it is. And I'm not right. trying to say, hey, you're terrible or, or whatever. Because I think <laughs> with a lot of people, it just doesn't even cross their mind.
4: Yeah. It's, it's funny. That, I remember I how triggered people got by that, that you even pointed it out. A lot of people were like,
3: oh, what are you trying to
4: say? Yeah, And,
3: and I'm, I'm not trying to say, oh, my God, he's this terrible racist dude. I was just like, it's just interesting that that it didn't happen. He made that choice. And I think that could be a choice of well, I don't want to be criticized for that. Like you can draw caricatures of of uh, you know Donald Trump looking like whatever, but you got to be really careful about caricatures about Obama, or you know you're going to catch holy hell for it. And it's just that's just the reality of of those kind of race things. Yeah. And if you're doing caricatures Of little black kids That's that's a different thing Than doing caricatures of little white kids Could be that he just didn't even Put much thought into it <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Who <knows>? I just, <laughs> just, Yeah I think it's that And, and he, as a colorist He could have just decided I'm just going to make one of these little white kids Into a little black kid when I'm coloring it But he didn't even do that
1: So whatever It was a great yeah. issue though <laughs> Anyway some challenges there <laughs> I mean that that cover. I know for the longest time we thought it was Maddie's hand, and uh, you know to find out what it really was is just kind of cool. The whole it was a nice little like kind of one and done type story that yeah. fit perfect.
0: You think we'll yeah. see this fantasy world crop up again, or you think? Oh, I'm something? sure you will. I'm sure we will. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of hope it like grows up with the kids. It just kind of becomes their kind of a thing that they do. <laughs>
3: Well, I, I think it's like we've we now have this these guys who came in and rescued the princess. So, damn it, if we need some guys to do something, we know where to go. Right,
4: oh, that's but, hilarious.
3: So, I, and I think that that would be cool for them because at this point they're so young, right? And they and they while they can talk to each other about stuff, their memory of that place has got to be already you know, half gone. And yeah, and yeah, you
0: see crazy people every day. I mean, it, yeah.
3: Did that happen? Did that not happen? a
0: dream?
1: It's, it's kind of like uh, in, in some aspects, the real time kind of bites you in the ass where you've got to, if you want to do more of these kid adventures, you've got to do it. You know, you've got a yeah. finite window.
3: Yeah. Um, and, and it's, and all this stuff like, oh, this kid has a cute, cute little speech impediment. It's like, well, how long does that going to last? Right. You know, realistically, kids mispronounce something for a month and then they're and then they've picked up on, on how to fix that and they're on to the next cute little thing that they're doing. But it's like, ah, oh, but I want Amy to sound like that. <laughs> you know, or I like I like the way that is. And that's just not going to stay that way for very long because it
4: can't. That'd be a funny choice to make, though. I actually uh, interact with <laughs> a few adults that have speech impediments now. Like like one's a lawyer, and he's like, I would like three copies of this, please. And I'm like, what? Like, are <laughs> oh, you, a lawyer with a speech impediment? I'm just saying, technically, I guess you could keep her having a speech impediment
0: forever. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Okay. <laughs> It'd be weird. Sometimes I have fun yeah. saying words wrong. <laughs> it's pastime.
1: I just say people's names wrong. That's my job.
4: There you go. Crabtree.
1: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Often
3: mispronounced Watterson as Crabtree.
1: Yep. (laughs) I got the first name
0: right. Gosh darn it. (laughs) Scourge. It's all about Scourge. It's all about Scourge. It's all about Scourge. What a great guy! So you were clearly uh, going to introduce this guy before the news of uh, Steve Deco's death, but you decided to like homage him through the origin stuff.
3: Um, a little bit, just just in terms of you know, just the page layouts and and Steve would often do this thing where characters would kind of shift their weight on their hips and stuff.
0: Right. So okay. I was like,
3: let me let me do a lot of that, where these characters are just kind of riding riding their, their butt around in a weird way as he's leaning on a desk. <laughs> um, and just just very it was very kind of a minor thing. I wasn't I wasn't let's go full on Ditko and it's and it, there have been times before where I was gonna do some ditko esque story and then it's and then I just didn't get to it. <laughs> I kind of went oops forgot to do that. Because uh, there was a uh, oh no, oh, there was a, a story some time ago where where Sam Hayes had had was being yelled at by his bosses, and he had taken a real hardline stance on where where he is, and and in that issue, I was gonna do I was gonna follow that up with with the Ditko thing because because Ditko would frequently do that with with mr a or the question or something Mm -hmm. you would have like here's this here's this guy his principled guy and now he's facing (laughs) you know some test of his principles damn it he always comes through like a man's trying to get him down you know (laughs) and so i was like oh i should do one of those and then i promptly forgot Uh, constantly setting shit up and then just going, oh, I guess he's a homeless dude now. Never mind. (laughs) Did you ever meet Ditko in person? I did. I met him in uh, in, in New York in Carrie Cavanaugh's office. And it was just, I mean, it was a weird little awkward, oh, hey,
2: hi, how's it
1: going? you know were you in
2: awe or
0: it wasn't like hey let's talk about uh, objectivism
3: or whatever it's
0: just <laughs> were you drawing spider-man at the time
1: um I don't remember you guys worked on a store one story together right or yeah, yeah.
3: four Marvel comics presents is
1: it yeah been. oh so, right
0: yeah that human torch story right
3: yeah so i think this i think this was before that I don't think I worked on his stuff. Yeah, I'm not sure what it was I was working on, because I I know I'd done stuff for Terry's office before, which is probably why I showed up. I mean, there's a there's a lot of stuff that kind of went on at, at Marvel and in, in various times, because it's like I, I got there and I was doing the Punisher. And then I had pitched a story for Marvel Comics Presents because I didn't want to work on the Punisher. And that right. story was accepted, and I was like, "Oh, cool! I'm going to go do Nova for Marvel Comics Presents." And then they came back and said, "No, you can't do Nova because we're putting him in New Warriors, and your mm-hmm. story doesn't jibe with what Fabian wants to do." So, sorry, buddy, you quit that other book, and you're out of work. <laughs> <laughs> and then it came, "Oh, well, what do you what do you got? Anything?" It's like well, we need somebody to do an Excalibur serial. I'm like, I guess I'm doing that. I have no love for Excalibur, but I, right. I have love for paying my
1: rent. So yeah, right.
3: right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you kind of hit that sweet spot where you got to work with some of the greats from like the 60s. Yeah. You know, yeah, which is kind of cool. Good. Like you worked with the kind of. Quite a few of those guys, and at least like an issue or a story or something. Yeah. Just like,
3: oh, I got to ink actual Jack Kirby pencils while Jack Kirby was alive. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's
1: cool. he will just make more, right? No. <laughs> I mean, your, your, first, uh, your first issue, that Thor issue, uh, that yeah. was Stanley and Stan. Vinny, right?
3: Yeah. It's just seven for Jack and that classic lineup. That's amazing. And, uh, <laughs> and then I worked with Happy Herbie Trimpy on, yeah. on Dragon two hundred and I had him do a cover before that. So I was like, oh, this is cool. All my all my faves are no. I think longer.
1: the one one guy that you kind of missed was and you almost worked, right? With Gil Kane, right? With the, the Mighty Man. Yeah.
3: Uh, yeah. The closest we got is he did do uh, he did do a pinup of Dragon. That was in one of the issues. So at least at least I
1: got him to draw my dude, yeah, cool is there any <laughs> is there any guy that you wish you would have got to work with that since passed or or someone that's still alive that you <laughs> would have like the chance to to c- collaborate with I guess
2: huh.
1: someone from the old guard
3: God, i don't I don't know who's even left and yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm sitting there going, oh boy, I really want to work with him because there's a bunch of that i that I did get to work with in some capacities, even though it's small. Right. Like I, I worked with uh, John Byrne on a on a Spider Woman or Spider. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So I worked with Walt Simonson. He inked a story in in Savage Dragon. Yep. Yep. One hundred. Um, I worked with Sal Buscema and Klaus Janssen on the Defenders, which was awesome. So it's like, oh, that that was pretty neat to work with those two guys, and then and uh, I'm just thinking, well, who the hell's even left who would be, you know, I'm, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, like, nah. you know, influences. I don't know. You know, it's like I work with Keith Giffen on Freak Force, and I work with a bunch of different group, bunch of different people here and there. Um, you know, I drew an Alan Moore story. Yeah, you did. Yeah, it's true. You dude. know, so it's, you know, it's like, oh, that's. I, I guess I guess Frank
1: Miller though. Frank Miller's he did a pinup for you, but you didn't he didn't really. Did a, work he did a, with a pinup
3: him. for yeah. me. We didn't really work together. Uh, so I guess yeah. that would be a a a Grail thing, but I don't know how that would be. I don't know how. Right, that, right. You know, the last but, thing I, I read from him, I wasn't like, man, that was awesome. I was like, okay.
1: <laughs> yeah it's crazy how much time's passed to like one thing that we were talking about a couple of episodes on the fincast is we we're marveling at uh the the blood strike comic that came out by oh, yeah. uh michelle Fife, and yeah. i felt like he kind of did a mock-up really well of how like uh you know an early image comic looked you know in a couple <laughs> of different phases like you just copied the same inside cover the you know the ad everything was like and it reminded me of the 1963 comic where you guys you know where Image was paying homage to uh, yeah to Marvel and I was like you know what the time difference between in 1993 paying homage to 63 and you know today in 2018 paying homage to you That's know 93. 1992 93 it's like it's about this almost the same you know maybe five yeah, years it, off but. Is,
3: it's crazy to think about that you know when i started reading marvel comics it just felt like they had been around for yeah. hours, you know it's like it started before i was born so mm-hmm. that helped but it was like you know, I started reading like the Incredible Hulk like with issue one fifty six or something. And so it's like, oh, there's hundred and fifty six of these? Oh my god, this has been around forever. <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't know that it was Tales to Astonish <laughs> up to hundred and one, you know, right. and that it really hadn't been that long. But even the Fantastic Four was up there pretty pretty far. Yeah. And and it just seemed like this these Books have been around forever and now image is twenty six years in. Right. It's like, holy crap, you know, twenty-six years in, what was the fantastic four like? You know, right, and I'm right. I'm at that point now where where it's like, oh yeah, during on these issue numbers, John Byrne was on the Fantastic Four. And it felt like John Byrne came on the Fantastic Four
0: pretty far
3: into the run. Yeah, but not really when you think about it. You know, it just it, felt man. like
0: it was an old book by then. You yeah, know, Byrd didn't yeah. take over after Kirby and Lee,
1: right? No, 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 no. Way, oh, he's way was, after.
3: There was way, a whole bunch of different periods. There was like, you know,
1: Don Romita came on. Yeah, he was on for a while. And it was
3: John Bussema was on for a while. And then uh, and then it was Rich Buckler. But there were also fill ins by Ramona Fraden and Ross Andrew. And and then George Perez got on the book, oh, and geez. then and then yeah, it John wasn't. did a little little run, and then Bill Sienkiewicz was on it for a while, and then it went from yeah. Cabbage to Byrne, doing the full art thing. So John came on; it was on issue two thirty-two, and it's like now I'm I'm in my two thirties at this point, right. you know. I'm, I'm closing out the two thirties as we speak. I'm sitting here
4: inking two for Oh, good Lord. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny that like image books are some of the only triple digit comics out right now. Yeah. yeah.
0: Well, yeah. They, they restored some numbering on some stuff recently, but yeah, but, but even but so they as as took, it, some took it away. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You never took it away. And and also, they take they
3: take it away again. Like the Marvels, like we're going back to legacy numberings.
0: Psych! Psych. No, we're not. (laughs) Just long enough to get that anniversary money until we reboot it again.
1: Until we need a new number one. So now we got a new number one. Let's go. Let's do this,
3: kids. Spider Man One. Who doesn't? Who doesn't love Spider Man (laughs) One?
1: It is crazy though, because I mean that you do see a lot of the artists now that are in there you know 30s even 40s uh that you know guys like you and mcfarlane and those are you know the kirby and dick goes to to these people you know it, yeah, they grew weird. up on on you guys you know it is really <laughs> yeah,
3: weird it's weird so it's like you know i had somebody at a <laughs> marvel party just going like it or not you're one of the grand old men of comics now
1: yeah i mean i just i remember you know collecting your spider-man in the 90s and seeing jack kirby stuff and absolutely hating it and like i would never read that that's not for me hate yeah. it and you know it, times have changed i absolutely love kirby now but uh i mean you, you get a lot of that it's just it's weird how styles and tastes change you know
0: yeah i'm really There's into decades. bronze age dc right now who'd ever thought that <laughs> I made. wasn't into that when I was younger, or even when I was getting into comics in the 2000s.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> that's, so.
2: That's...
0: Raven's gonna get mad at me if I don't ask this. So, oh uh, yeah, I have Super to,
2: mad. I have to, I have
0: to, <laughs> I have to ask you this question. Why is why does it seem like blood has become so important to the book lately? It just seems like ever since you introduced the concept of. The chosen one stuff being passed through a blood transfusion, um, albeit you know in a way that makes you explode. It's, 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 it's blood has just blood kind is the of magic, re-
3: man. It's, it's it's the magic elixir,
0: yeah. Because you introduced the immortality stuff with the little wise guys that could be passed around by blood transfusion, and now you've introduced. Um, oh, what's um, most recently, of course, both uh, Maxine and. Angel will have been injured to the point where a double dose of uh, Chosen One Blood and Freak Out has sort of solved (laughs) the problem.
3: Yeah. How long can you pull that one off?
0: Yeah, it just just (laughs) seems like in the most, you know, in the last, you know, little while, it's just this kind of blood stuff has become more and more important. Is that just something that's just come up or just you've got a plan? Yeah, it's
3: just come. It's it's something. It'll run its course and then I'll be like, all right, time to move on to the next next thing and get on to that but at least it, a lot of times i just kind of set myself up with these weird little challenges and then it's like oh crap now i'm stuck with this thing how am i going to do this and then how do i get out of that right. so you know I'm, I'm, and then there's there's always like well i can i can do this with it i can do this with it i, I got this story i could tell so right. we'll see We'll see how long I can keep the- <laughs> these balls like this before it all comes crashing. I guess, down.
0: I guess it just sort of became more, more like interesting to me when, when it, when we kind of discovered that when Angel gave Daredevil a blood transfusion, he got a little bit of a boost, yeah, strength-wise. It, it sort of suggests that superhuman freaks in general. Can like pass their powers around through blood transfusions, like in yeah,
3: there's a little bit of that. We actually touched on that in, uh, when we were doing the Savage Dragon cartoon of all things. Oh, really, years ago, yeah. Um, Barbaric had, got, had his powers taken away and he was turned back into a normal person, uh-huh. and so we got to see even that he was uh, a Native American, right? And then uh, and then we, and then some. You know, he needed him for some stupid reason. And then suddenly, it's like, all right, I guess I'm doing this again. Like every comic book character ever, took my powers away. Oh, I know, I need them. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, dude, come on. <laughs> it's not like you weren't fighting bad guys before. What <laughs> well, made you think they would stop existing? Get it together, Mister. <laughs> Uh, so yeah I don't know I don't I don't really have an end game necessarily for a lot of this stuff. yep uh, and a lot of it is just me painting myself into a corner and then getting out of it. you know gotcha. that seems to be what I do. the process. yeah, it's to work though. <laughs> yeah, I think it does it, it does make for some kind of exciting comics because you just end up with all sorts of um, wacky shit. And, right. it's, and it's also how all of us live our lives, you know? We all kind of roll the dice and then have to make the best of the situation. Well, I'm going to go walk up to her. God damn it. I'm sitting here at this bar. She's down at the other end. She's not here with any friends. I'm just going to go talk to her. But you won't either. You're not going to do it. I'm totally doing it. No Look, <laughs> I'm walking over, you know? And it's like sometimes that, that works out. Sometimes you get a drink in your face.
1: <laughs> and, <laughs> I think it, it, it works it works really well for dragon though because if you don't know where it's going, the reader doesn't either and it, and it kind of makes the book all that more exciting, you know
2: yeah In, and, and, and,
3: and all every goddamn issue where I'm sitting there going I can lose that guy. what would this book be like if I lost that guy <laughs> I'd have to do this and this <laughs> it's like ah. Uh, I could kill every one of those kids. Maxine's young; she could have make new ones. What the <laughs> hell? Like, what am I thinking? Uh, <laughs> that's no way to live
0: your life. <laughs> so we should probably talk a little, just a little bit about uh, the latest issue, uh, three uh, two thirty nine. All right. Jim, before you
1: do, Canadian that? force. Yes, Jim Raven. before
0: you
4: do that, I'm not going to let you check it out. There was another part to that question you wanted to ask, Mister. Wait,
0: what what which that? part? <laughs> the braces. Oh, that doesn't matter. I, Eric, I just the braces thing just sort of does stirring stir in the shit pot. does stir in the pot. <laughs> it just it was one of those things that just didn't make a ton of sense to me because it because tur- I think the way you explained it was the freak out is what caused her teeth to become crooked again.
3: Was she when? <laughs> When she's changed
0: back, the right. freak out she just becomes
3: becomes yeah. There's wow. no fucking reason to make right <laughs> because I
0: initially it, just turns, when she it became...
3: turns you back to the way you should you should have been kind of right. thing. So so if you're, I mean, uh, if if you're, I would assume that you're all healed up because uh, the dragon blood t- changes you back and heals you up. Right. So it's like, well if you change back why wouldn't your teeth go back to the way they were meant to be? Right. Any more than why wouldn't why you know, if you grew back an appendix and you had your appendix
0: removed. Right. It's that that was my assumption is that the chosen one healing factor is what made her teeth crooked because that was how your natural teeth her teeth are supposed to grow naturally, so it uncorrected her teeth. But I guess I don't know. And it just seemed like it was suggested that the freak out caused it instead because he, I guess it wasn't the freak out. It was the, it was really the, the healing, the healing thing. That's what made sense yeah. to me. Okay, yeah, So I was right. Yeah. So it wasn't the freak it's, out.
1: It, it, Cause it's chosen blood.
0: It, the, the
3: chosen blood just makes, makes everything heal. Right. So it's like, all right. So if you've, if if you've had your appendix out your appendix is going to be back if you're if you had uh, you know a broken leg there it grew back so when you change from being healed you're going to change back to the way you should have been well you're changing back now to the way you should have been but you had done all this dental work so now your teeth are turning back to your fucked up teeth that's no good (laughs)
0: okay I didn't know it that was always my initial assumption and then somebody put into my head no no the freak out caused it and then we were trying to go through hoops like, trying to figure out how that could be yeah that doesn't make any
3: sense no okay. <laughs> freakout's not just racking teeth on people Freakout's, but but it, it's it is kind of turning it it's it is yeah whatever freak
0: freak out just takes our away it takes takes so. unnatural natural superpowers away yeah
3: yeah it's yeah, unnatural superpowers. Yeah, so it gets that gets weird things
2: too. Yeah, because it
0: doesn't work on gods, and it and it and it works only does like half the job on like a chosen one because part of it's natural and part of it's not.
2: Yeah,
3: yeah, I don't even that doesn't make any goddamn sense either, but we just roll with it. <laughs> well, you know, I think a lot of this stuff you go with. Okay, well, it's some it's some drug. It's not a magical thing. So,
0: well, we were talking the other. Some- Some drugs
3: affect things this way. As long as I keep the rules relatively consistent, it's like, all right, next – he's not going to turn into a giraffe next time or something weird. (laughs) You know, we've established these are the rules. So, okay,
0: what's going to happen now?
1: Unless you mix it with Pop Rocks. And then all hell breaks Um, (laughs)
0: loose. Last last episode when we were talking with Scott James, we were talking about when Angel – Got injected with the Chosen One blood, and she had an arm missing. And we were trying to figure out why did her arm grow so fast when it takes like months for Malcolm to grow his legs back.
3: Yeah, there's there's no no good reason because comics because shock to the system.
0: Yeah, I think shock to the
3: system. If if Malcolm was being suddenly injected with more of his own blood, maybe that would speed it up speed up that process. Yeah. You know, nice. like. Okay, he's still got the same amount of blood, the same whatever. I mean in theory he should just be giving blood all the goddamn time. And then when any ever anything goes wrong, he should just be like right in the tongue, here we go.
1: <laughs> Someone give Eric a no no prize for that explanation.
4: That wins. That's good. Yeah. I'm down with it. Yes. <laughs> all right, Raven, when you satisfied. I'm satisfied. I had to stir that shit a now, little bit. Why, why couldn't Raven
1: ask these questions? It was Jim's questions. We just had to you know, get him to build up his nerve. Uh, okay. <laughs> See,
4: I'm very I'm much kidding. of the, I'm very much of the it's comics. Like, <laughs> I don't think too hard about anything.
3: Well, there's, there's There should be some some internal logic of some sort that, that works out. Um,
0: that's what I search for.
1: Did we? Uh, weren't you? You never addressed why uh, Malcolm could have uh, girls, right? Because was it wasn't it established like the chosen one was boys? Is that Yeah, all
3: boys. I I figure that that the the human half part of him is,
1: ah is screws it up
3: going. Well, I'm in here too, so gotcha. you know. And suddenly, it's like, oh, the next generation. Doesn't have two toes anymore. Eventually, you're going to be like, "Oh, these, now they now they've got a littler fin, and now they've got you know." Eventually, Now we may you know we may eventually get to a point where it's like, "Oh, now now we got one that's got a really weird little fin. Let's name that one Paul." <laughs> 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 and then I can eventually work in those graphic fantasy stories yet again. <laughs> it's like, no, now he really is Paul.
1: I'll <laughs> just look the
4: utility belt
1: <laughs> <laughs> See guys, he really does think these things out sometimes, you know? So not all fly by night. <laughs> <laughs> Although the the um the power glove is still, still kind of around.
0: Still out there.
1: 200 yeah. issues it's, later. It's, it's
0: not really
1: it's, it's not really clear is if they tossed it in the flying car when they came back or not. They have to. That thing's got to stay around. Like I want to. I want to <laughs> see that in the very <laughs> last
2: issue.
3: <laughs> There's no reason you wouldn't take it with you. It's
1: all. It's, it's all nasty. And, really
3: seen in panel. Like no, she's definitely got it. It's right there.
1: It Probably smells really bad and just grimy and. Yeah. At like some many, point, it's gonna miss a finger.
4: Look <laughs> like how many ugly bastards it's smashed into. Like yeah. the stench is
1: probably unbearable. How many gross hands have been in that thing? We'll no see that we'll, we'll see that a flying car a martian martian shrinking ray and uh vanguard's teleporter all at some point <laughs> it's all there <laughs> i was happy to see the flying car yeah it's
3: a, it's, who, who gets the flying car when all of a sudden it's, done here it's, it's like an old friend being parked up <laughs>
1: Good old Power Glove. <laughs> yeah, there's some, there's some cool shit out there. Yeah, it totally is. <laughs> you know, I
4: cl- just want to say I'm just super down for like all of the uh, like uh, sex doll action in these issues here. Yeah. These like two thirty eight, two thirty. This is a great because like in preparation for this, like I flipped back to two thirty one, and I was like, you know what, sex dolls. I've appreciated your presence. <laughs> <laughs> sure.
1: All that's all been good. Norm Spiegelman. Yeah.
0: yeah, is he like yeah. the world's biggest idiot, or is the exploding <laughs> well, part not public knowledge? Word word
3: didn't reach him about the exploding part. He just got the hey, it makes everything better, and then it's like, whoa, it totally does. I don't know why he wouldn't have freaked out about just becoming green. It's like, wait a minute, I just saw Angel on TV. She wasn't green. <laughs> what the hell?
1: In oh the- yeah. We don't even know what his motives are yet. Maybe he's well, okay he with exploding. Us. He's just does jealous.
3: He? He's, he's got all this... He's, he does go on a bit of a ramble. Oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> when I was hurt, laid off, I exploited a back door that I had installed to t- take control of the sex dolls and took revenge on those who harmed me. Yeah, so it's like, oh, okay, so he's stealing shit from...
1: Whoever created those those Four. sex dolls, though, like, the, the, you know, we're going to have dolls for sex, which is a great idea, but, you know, let's make them fly and let's super strong. It's things? like, hey, we, we don't need all that. That's okay.
3: <laughs> Canada <laughs> is super a Super strong things, seems a bit like, wow, that's <laughs> going to make them durable because they're going to they're, they're be banging fat dudes. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> have
0: <That'd be> you <laughs> levitating off the bed? They're, they're specifically designed for the superhuman market. Yeah,
3: ah, there you go. We gotta, we gotta, they're expensive, you know? Those things aren't just pennies a serving. It's, it's... <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think of them as flying. I think of them as kind of Hulk jumping around. Oh, yeah. okay. I think
0: we so, got the idea they could fly from the, like that cover appearance because it looks like she's flying into his face. But yeah, they. I think they mostly climbed and jumped.
3: She's kind of jumping off another really tall building, which is not seen. <laughs> and also, <laughs> also, covers are not canon. We all know that. Right. <laughs> Malcolm
4: wasn't wearing that shirt.
1: <laughs> I'm loving that Scourge is back so soon. I'm hoping he sticks around. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he
3: needs to be on a cover here again pretty soon because, yeah, he's, he's kind of making him. Into a, into a badass it's like yeah, a, I, I, we never get to see the, the, the early parts of a lot of the villains that I've done in the book they're already like well this guy's already a mob boss and it's yeah. like, cool but how did he get to be a mob boss so this is kind of doing doing the overlord story sort of
1: right you know starting earlier and, and getting to build up that kind of a character is it weird that I, when I was reading it, I read the mob boss's voice in like, you know, nineteen twenties Chicago speak? Yeah. Wow, we're fighting back! See?
3: <laughs> well, that that was another like Ditko thing. Uh, initially, I was um, there was an uh, early Spider-Man where where uh, Green Goblin comes in and deals with some. Uh, mob boss and it's like I'm taking over this kind of thing and I was like oh I should totally homage that and I looked at it was like oh, these are these are totally dopey poses this this would not, <laughs> this would not fly so I just had to beat up a mob boss <laughs> <laughs> like this this would not work at all he's sitting there
1: hovering two inches on his little flying board and all that stuff it's like oh, this is bullshit. <laughs> now, you don't. You don't have to answer this if it's given away something and you don't want to give away yet. But is that is Scourge? Is he in a suit or is he like mutated or what's his? He's, I know he's shooting lasers and it sounds like like he's at least <laughs> partly in a suit because he Malcolm crushed something last time. Yeah, but, uh, it's
3: it is a, it's a suit, okay.
1: but it's
3: like uh, I think he's got kind of a combination of of stuff going on there where he's like. I'm going to mutate myself to some extent, but I'm going to wear this augmented suit, and then I've got all this other kind of... It's like he's
1: doubling up on uh, That makes sense. And you can cool. do So It's like, why don't you see that more? Because you see the guys that are just like super strong. It's like, well, why don't add some gadgets on there. You could be strong and have lasers.
3: Yeah, I want to be able to fire shit out of my hands. Let's do this. Come on. Let's <laughs> make it happen. <laughs>
0: So, so one thing I really kind of enjoyed in this issue is that, for the most part, Malcolm seems like a guy whose stuff kind of just rolls off of him. But it does seem like this tabloid stuff is actually really bothering him more than he expected. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That that page, those two pages, were super fun to
3: write. Whereas where he's stuff. just where he's just being brought the tabloid,
1: and it's just like, oh Jesus, one more thing. Uh, what That I- yeah, was good. You <laughs> can see, yeah, you just you just see him snap, you know, kind of. It's like, whoa! whoa. <laughs> I, I thought that was really great.
3: Yeah, it's just like, good lord. And and what's that like? What's your life like? And I I kind of want to do more, a little more issues where it's just not so much. Let's let's fight some huge battle this issue, but more. What's it like to be that?
2: You know, because right, you right.
3: can't leave. You can't leave your apartment without people going. Oh, look who it is! It's the most famous guy I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> he can hide himself in any way. He can't put hey. on a pair of glasses. He can't put on a hoodie. He can't disguise the fact that he can shorts, wear a hat. There's nothing he can do. <laughs> that he can do to disguise himself except look like some even bigger freak. You know, it's like, how is that as as an existence? You know, especially if you're not like, I'm super, super wealthy and I can do whatever the hell I want. Like, okay, you're not super, super wealthy. You're still living in an apartment and you've got bills and you've got other bullshit to deal with.
1: Okay, now what? How are you going to deal with it? Well, you, you brought that up in Facebook on Facebook though. You said, you know, I, I often wonder if I ditch superheroes heroics completely in Savage Dragon would readers still show up for the dance? So, is that something you're seriously thinking about? Is maybe like, you know, doing no, like an arc? It's, or, too, it's you know, too much.
3: It's too much fun to draw the superhero stuff. That's
1: what I figured. But it's are so like, saying it, maybe an issue it's, here it's or there. The
3: constant war of 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 writer versus artists, like most fun stuff to draw is people just kicking the
1: shit Slugging out of yeah. page after page. Yeah. But
3: as, as a writer, those pages are, they're just kind of boring to write in a way because yeah. you can't, I mean, you can get a little bit of snappy patter in there, but you can't get a, a lot of good in-depth character building back and forth with, various characters in the midst of fistfights, you know? Yeah. So, like, ah, it'd be nice to be able to get a little more of this. How can I possibly do that? And what ends up happening is you end up going, well, I guess this fight's going to be over in two panels. Bam. And then, well, jeez, man, you put him on the cover. How come you didn't do anything cool but <laughs>
1: Yeah, figure after 239 issues, it's hard, like, every issue to find a reason for someone to fight. You know, like, you. I guess maybe not, but when I think about it, I'm like, wow, like, you've got to come up with some reason to have, like, a two-page or three-page slugfest every issue.
3: Yeah. I mean, it's like, how many fistfights have you gotten into in your own life? (laughs) Relatively few, if you're like most of us. Right. You know, it's like, uh, you could probably... I mean, I could maybe do six months worth of savage Eric Larson comics. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> With all of my battles. <laughs> Some of them are pretty, pretty short. but <laughs> you know, It's like, that's not going to be much of a comic. You know, right. if you're just
4: run by my fist fistfights. Still going to want to read that, though. If you ever want to,
0: <laughs> <laughs> you ever want to scratch know, it, it, you go I'm crazy. Saying, <laughs> crazy. The autobi- the, Eric Larson, the autobiography.
4: <laughs> the Autobiome comic.
0: Look, there he is. Crazy shit.
1: <laughs> Dude, I, I love Harry Paratestis and the gag of his, like, you know, know you same did. face. Botoxed face. I love Harry Paratestes. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah. That, that, that's such a, the original
3: art on this looks so funky. Because the photo like because he has no head there's just no <laughs> it just goes to nothing, and I'm like drawing a ball or something that's on there, and it's like i mean I'm not gonna sit there and painstakingly redraw that same head over and over it's so it's all done in. In Photoshop is is just moving that little head around and resizing it.
1: Popping <laughs> next it next there. Comic-Con, if you sell me that page for a cheap price, I will pay for a commission <laughs> for you to fill in the heads. to <laughs> <Yeah, good> the Lord. <laughs> Speaking of, we never did talk about
0: uh, the, the New York Comic-Con and the theft of oh, that. Yeah. Yeah, that oh. oh, yeah. Yeah, that sucks. Man, that's, that's got to be the worst well, that it's it's
3: super weird, and the other part of it is, do I? How much do I give a shit? Because I've got literally hundreds
1: more of, right. of these covers. Two
3: hundred and thirty-nine
1: of Well, yeah. so for the listeners, you were just recently at Comic Con. So, and...
3: at, recently, I was at a com- Comic Con. I had I had brought along that that issue, issue whatever issue, eighty-eight. It was split up because the, the story featured a couple of pages that were in another issue. So it was like, well, this issue could never be complete. So I'm just going to break this issue up and sell the individual pages to whoever wants to have an individual page. Just like totally acceptable behavior. But, you know, so I have one cover that I can sell, and it's the only cover that I had, and I brought it along And I'm sitting here with it on this pile. Generally, it's been on the top of the the entire convention. And so towards the end of the day on Sunday, um, a guy come, comes up and wants me to do a commission for him. I draw him commission. Uh, he had already paid for it. He came by super excited to pick up the commission. And he says, Oh, and I got a page, uh, earlier. I got a, I got a page I'd like you to sign. I think he said I picked up earlier or something. I don't know how he couched it, but my right. brain immediately goes, "Oh, he must have like some page that like it that Salvia Sema inked, that Sal signed it and he wants me to sign it." So I'm thinking right. it's either going to be Defenders or or World's greatest comic magazine, or some some other book that I worked non-dragon on. Non dragon book, yeah. Like going to be non dragon. And so when it's when he pulls out this cover, I'm like, what? what I
2: this? <laughs> this?
3: And then he got totally like, oh my god, I can't believe you're doing this to me. Uh-uh. And then he he was like, he kind of whisked it away and went like like hurriedly walking off, calling somebody's name like, hey, hey, Bill, bub. Like, like as though it was some friend and he was going to figure out, it what, out what yeah. the hell went on. You know, so I'm thinking, oh, he's just going to, to solve this whatever <sighs> thing is. Find out, you know. And then she's just, that was the at last I saw of him. Oh, it's God. just so
0: strange that he would pay for a commission. And it just, it, feel like there's a piece it's, of the story missing. Either he's the greatest it, yeah, mastermind of, course, of all it, time or the biggest idiot. Yeah, it,
3: exactly right. And I, So I'm sitting there going, well, did somebody else rip this thing off and immediately flip it? And right. so he's, he's just this guy who's now got this thing
1: that... And it's like, oh, this. I'm, you know,
3: my brain's trying to.
1: Yeah, I think f- you would think that he would say mind. something like that, though. Like, you know, this guy just sold this to me. This can't be right. You know, like it's weird.
3: Yeah, yeah. The whole thing seemed really weird. And that's heartbreaking. Like, though that's
1: really annoying. I do.
3: It's it sucks that 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 goes on.
1: Yeah. My um, biggest
0: fear, of course, is that it, is you'll never see it again. It'll be destroyed just so that it doesn't like get, he doesn't
1: get caught with it.
0: Yeah, well that that's a possibility
1: you know it's I just a, it. especially a bummer that it's a cover too
0: yeah I mean and one of and the, the really cool was, ones too
3: the thing was that any page would have done this would that he he could have taken from that pile would have gotten the same kind right. of reaction though. right
0: because you I, don't sell your art it's like and that's not something I don't think I, th- I think a lot of people don't understand is that you don't sell all your art
3: no I don't and also it's it's super common for artists to not sign art until they sell it
1: right yeah, yeah it's like
3: there's a pile of art there none of it is signed so if you're if you're suddenly going can I sign this art it's like well you didn't buy it if it's not signed
1: right so yeah. what the hell so is that are you gonna change the way you do things now is this kind of
3: well, I, no I,
1: more I, art on the table.
3: It could very well be that it'll be uh, I don't bring original art from comics to conventions uh, at all. It'll just be like and That's yeah.
0: sad because going through original art at cons is like one of the coolest things. Yeah, I know. yeah, <laughs> yeah, but you know, yeah, yeah I mean, you
3: know, those things, you know, well, thousands and, of dollars and, each. You and, you unless I'm yourself. sitting there going, I got to bring somebody who's going to be. Keeping his eye yeah. on shit constantly, which is you know, do I do I need to fly in some other dude who's just doing that? And I don't actually sell that much original art at conventions anyway. Right. People mostly are are all about having me do commissions
1: because yeah. if
3: you're looking through the art, it's like, well, yeah, it's cool that you brought this Spawn page, but. I don't know, I'm not that into spawn and if I'm going to get you, I'll, I'll have you draw me a new dragon because the new dragon it's going to have dragon prominently on it whereas on this original art you know, there's pages that have got Alex on it or it's pages that have got this character or that character not necessarily the key character you want in some cool pose right? because I'm right. trying to tell a story for
1: you know, yeah, do you want a full page spread of Dragon, like a commission? Or, you know, because it's probably going to be cheaper than an original page. And-
3: no, well, it's an original page where he's in a badass position. In right, it, right, you know?
1: exactly. Like, like A yeah, full page I- spread in a, a real page. <laughs> if, if And,
3: you know, but they're also more refined. They're going to be better oh, than absolutely. commission is going to be. So it's like, wow, well, it's... Technically, it's better. It's a better drawing than these commissions because commissions are just, just by by nature for me, they're they're relatively fast. They're relatively rough.
1: Yeah, yeah. And it's like oh,
3: okay, so I can get a better thing, and it's uh, what to do, what to do.
1: <laughs> Plus, know. a lot of those older issues have the cool like lettering on it, which yeah. is
3: yeah. I mean, all the stuff that I'm bringing. Has got that's got lettering on it for if it's from Dragon, um, or it's you know from Spawn. In its case, it's like, well, you're not really known for Spawn, so yeah, but
2: it's cool I that you, you got
1: it. But I got a an original page of the Savage Dragon, um, Superman, Chicago. Like I want to say ten. Twelve years ago, maybe twelve years ago, and I, uh, you were at New York, and Chris was there too, and you guys both signed it. But I never realized how much went into lettering until I saw like an original page lettered, and this one's got like Howard Neisman shooting his gun, and it's like got the blam 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 blam. It's like you know ten blams, nice and squared up, and you can see everything that goes into hand lettering and how how amazing it is. You know, it really is an art form.
3: Yeah, definitely cool. And, yeah, Chris was hooking me up with some some nice stuff there.
1: I was like, ah, the good old days. <laughs> There's letter on the boards. But, you know, uh, Farron Delgado's stuff is amazing and I don't know how you kind of found him or you guys got in touch? What's the story behind that? It's funny. You got a letter from, you know, what, Spain. You got your colors, yeah, your flyers, from Greece. It's like, how do you get in touch? Do these guys reach out to you or or how does that, how did you? I, you know what? I don't remember. Yeah.
3: <laughs> I don't remember for the life of me uh, how uh, I think it may have been through Facebook and it may have been that he was just, Hey, I know you guys did that Fantastic Four world's greatest comic magazine thing.
2: Mm-hmm. It's
3: a team I didn't letter it. This is this stuff I'm doing. I'm doing kind of an Artie Simek thing. I'm like, whoa, <laughs> holy crap, you are. <laughs>
1: it is it is fun to look at. It it really yeah. is amazing. I
3: mean Artie Simek was my favorite letterer. He was my yeah. guy. He was and his career was sort of wrapping up when I started when I started reading comics and it was like, Oh no, don't stop. You're You're my guy. Don't go away forever. Um, (laughs) And then he went away forever. And I was like, Oh, this is tragic. But um, you know, then I met ran into this guy who's really capable of doing just anything, anything at all. Which is the cool thing is it's like oh he can do he can do uh, he can do that but he can also do Bill Waterson if I need him to do Bill Waterson yeah 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 and you know and he's and he's really conscientious about stuff in the in the backup to um, I was just in this issue he was like oh I'm doing this pop in this one panel and it looks just like this. Pow! from uncanny x-men 108 i'm like holy holy hell it sure does (laughs) (laughs) i really wanted to do you know it's like wow he's thinking about different effects and different things and you know whenever he does uh cover copy from stuff he'll he'll have pulled out um some comic. So it'll be like here's here's the Fantastic Four cover that Artie Sonic had lettered. I was kind of looking at when I did this, and I was like, "Oh, geez, man, nailed it!
1: That's did amazing." You, did you bring back kind of like those title pages because yeah, just of because his he's yeah. totally yeah. capable of doing? They're that. fun. I I gotta <laughs> admit, you know, it's such yeah, a that's the best thing though. It's like one of the strengths of Savage Dragon too is like it. You know, something like that kind of excites your fans too. Like, at least for me, like, maybe I'm super nerdy about it, but it's like, oh, what's the title page going to look like this yeah. month? You know, like, uh, what kind of font cool. is he going to use? It's, it's real cool. funny.
3: Oh, I can do all this stuff that I I hadn't thought about that we could do, and suddenly it's like, oh, this is on the table. If I'm going to have a art a guy who's capable of doing art design, that why why would I not have him do? titles why wouldn't I have him do you know logos on on covers yeah he did before he did uh this one he did the cover copy of the on the Donald Trump issue right right yeah and it's and it was like wow oh, man I gotta have this guy do, do this stuff because he's so good at it um, but it was but it was always his problem he's not as he's not as lightning fast as Chris Okay. Chris, Chris was just, like, amazingly fast. Like, you could drop a job in his lap, and it would be four hours, and the issue would be done. Wow. Oh, so wow. I would do – my situation would always be I would finish up the issue, I would script the issue, and then um, – i would finish scripting it like really late at night and i would go to bed and then the next morning i would, half the book would be lettered and sitting there waiting for me and <laughs> he would he would grind through the other half and it, when he was hand lettering this stuff some years ago he was also super fast and so it was like oh, i this I, mean, I was used to super fast guy being able to <laughs> come there and and you know, work some kind of major miracle. And then suddenly it's like, all right, you don't have that anymore. You're going to have to come up with a different working method. How are you going to do that? Um, and this issue in particular, the, the, is it, was it this one? I don't remember if it's 239 or not. One of these, geez, maybe it is. No, it's 238. 238, I, uh, I literally wrote it a page at a time so I was, as I was working on it I would, because I had a really hard deadline because my wife had bought tickets for us to go on, our, on a cruise. So I was like, oh, we're going on a cruise and we're leaving at this date and <laughs> you need to send this issue out before you go on that cruise. And so I was like, oh, this is blind panic. i going to need to get this done. And there's no way that I can drop it all in his lap at at the last minute. I've got to get him most of this thing. And so I was just going page script, page script, page script, all the way down the line. And it's a really different kind of experience working that way than it is uh, working any other way. Because when when you're working page at a time, then you're sitting there going, "Did I say that already?" <laughs> because it's been a it's been a day since I was writing this script. Did I cover that? Is this going to be end up being really redundant because I'm doing doing it this way? I think it was two thirty eight. I don't remember. Could have been two thirty seven. <laughs> I don't know that any of them read any different because they right. are doing stuff. But
1: is is there awful. any kind of Sorry, go ahead. What were you
3: going to say? It, it all ends up fine. You know, and when it's all said and done, I, you know, I'll do a final read-through and it's all over and just go, alright, well, that, that seemed to work. There, I've almost never do I rewrite anything. Uh, occasionally there'll be a case where I just rattle on so got much that it can't <laughs> possibly fit in the panel that I've that's the era that it's supposed to fit in. So it's at that point. It's like, all right, you better do something.
1: <laughs> are you in your are are you writing in like what you want the sound effect to be, or are you just is that kind of like the surprise of it? You know, are you telling Farron like I want a Brackabadoom here or yeah, a thram I am. here?
3: Yeah, I'm telling him. I, I give him placement on on every single everything. So he's getting a page that's got uh, it's black and white of the of the artwork with red balloons drawn in there with like numbers on them one two three. That where was it, my
0: question: if the letterer chooses that, or if you do?
3: No, it's on. In my case, it's it's me. Um, I know in some a lot of Marvel, DC, whatever books uh, that the the editor or the sometimes even the letterer will be that guy. Sometimes they'll just cause a lot of books are written full script. And so they'll just send the full script to the letterer along with the artwork. And then he's just sitting there going, Well, it says panel one and this is the dialogue coming from it. I guess I'm putting this here. And and you know, finding a place for it. Whereas I I think that's vitally important as to where those spaces are and, and what goes in there. Right. So I'm, I'm super on that all the time and it's like, all right, this has to go here and I've left this much space and, and I, I also, um, being friends with Chris, super conscientious about being a good guy when it comes to working with letters. Yeah. And part of that is not having them have to deal with rewrites because what happens with a lot of letterers at, at Marvel DC is they will treat uh, the, the initial lettering as oh this is the first draft
1: I'm going to read <laughs> oh, it's a PM, yes.
3: oh, I, yeah, I'm going to rewrite a lot of this dialogue and they'll go through and they'll rewrite a whole bunch of it and then we'll see that and they'll be like oh no there's something still not working about it and some of those books will go through like five drafts and the letter is paid for lettering at once
0: wow it's not great
4: that fucking sucks
0: yeah no it's fucking horrible it's
3: so when i'm sitting there doing my stuff it's like look there's one draft and i'm giving you placement and Mm -hmm. you know the only time there there's i mean when i'm change a word i'm apologetic you know oh i'm really sorry i had to change this word you know and a lot of the corrections i'll end up i'll do myself on my end because like, i don't want to slow you down if i misspell a word i'll fix it over here
1: right right yeah it's got to be a better way that they could just do some kind of draft like crappy lettering until they finalize everything <laughs>
0: yeah well, that's what they don't. Well, that's what eric does no, they is
1: should do it. their job
3: they should they should know what the characters are saying and you know and and when they're sitting there they get the artwork in they should look and compare the two and go oh this isn't working now well, let's rewrite it before we send it to the letterer
1: yeah absolutely yep
4: I was gonna say I don't read a lot of like uh, comics that aren't made by like their own creator or whatever, so I don't run into it a ton.
1: Oh, look at this guy!
4: Uh huh. Really <laughs> refined taste here, but I'm yeah. just saying, like, you really feel the separation between the uh, letterer and the artist whenever you run into weird shit like that. Where, like you yeah. can kind of tell there's like a huge, big, open, empty sky and like one word balloon or something. Yeah,
3: well, it's <laughs> it's weird to see bad placement in comics. It's like what's going on here? How come there's bad placement?
0: Come, <laughs> Why how, is that balloon over that person's face? It, which is not unheard of. Uh,
3: it, it, you, there'll be stuff where we'll go, this is important stuff that you're covering up, and there's no reason for it at all. Yeah, you. It's,
1: what, and what it's you and it's very apparent to the reader. I feel like, and I feel like a lot of times amateur people like are doing comics like. As a, as a reader you look and you're like how could you miss that or how you know like because it is so obvious even though like i guess to some of these amateurs or some people have a blind eye to it but if you read comics when you see these things it just looks jarring yeah well there's a Pixar. lot of
3: stuff that that to me looks super drawing that that to other people don't just that's fine well, yeah. whatever. I'm not even worried about that. Yeah. <laughs> oh,
2: okay, that's 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 cool.
3: Um, you know, just stuff like l- lettering stuff where where they'll be like, we're going to tuck this behind something that's in the in the background, and we're going to put it in front of something that's in the foreground. <laughs> so you're like, oh, this so uh, you're just completely destroying the three dimensionality in this the Sense of depth by doing it this way—that's that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: it's,
3: but then there's art stuff that does that too, where where guys will just have a random hand of some guy in the background that they just just thought needed to be there, and they'll just have his hand sticking out of the panel border when everything else is cropped. And it's like so this hand is in front of everything. Else. that's weird that doesn't work so well I don't, what are you doing All Right. I'm not in charge <laughs> <laughs> that much is
2: obvious <laughs> we settled I, that thing
1: today we settled that uh, <laughs> I do have a, a request for future Dragon Comics can we can we get some more G-Man web comics uh, in there they are fucking hilarious
3: they are, they are funny
1: I uh, I really enjoy them, and when we see a new a new one it's like yes he, he's, yeah, he's we'll, got a, a talent we'll there's,
3: there's other stuff that, that and a lot of times it'll end up th- that there'll be some other backup that's taking up too much space so we'll, we'll yeah. see Like the, I know the next there's a couple of Big Bang uh, Night Watchmen things that are going to be in the next couple issues cool and it's like, oh those are cool let's get night watchman in there it's got a little bit of old mighty man and stuff like that that's neat sweet
1: is it reprints from uh re- it, like it is there's, there's colored right
0: that's the whole it's thing it's
3: stuff that has never been colored before
1: so it's okay like, cool you know, this will this will be neat that it's
3: and I, and I don't really re- even remember it that well. like, okay, it's a lot of people who, who didn't see this that will be seeing it for the first time. Let's do that.
1: Yeah, the, the backups in the past few issues have been really spot on. I, oh, yeah. I enjoyed the Fosco monster one. Uh, yeah, that's neat. That's the neat. Super Patriot one was kind of a cool little short story. I know that took a while from uh, I think when we talked to you or you posted on Facebook or something. that That, that was kind of a long time coming.
3: Well, that one I would had given it had written it specifically for another artist. Yeah, probably just screwed the pooch on it and just <laughs> was not able to get it done. And it's like, well, this is for you. These are characters you wanted to draw, <laughs> and it's not like somebody else is going, "Ooh, ooh, can we do a story with Daredevil and and Super Patriot?" Yeah, <laughs> like, ooh, me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. Uh, so you know, thankfully, I was able to pull in another dude who was was willing and able to do it, and did a good job. So it's like, all right, I'm I'm happy with it.
1: Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. He delivered. And, and yeah, good. he delivered. I wish it would have come out and been the backup in the Donald Trump issue when we had done that. That would have been.
1: Yeah, that would have been actually really cool. You know, it's like,
0: huh? <laughs> well. Oh, so, uh, wow! Eric, how are you on time?
3: I'm fine because we uh we are, we rearranged our whole lives for this.
0: <laughs> nice. I <laughs> you have a couple. Of... My, my,
3: I, I told my wife that it's like, oh, we're gonna do this, and it's it, it could run a little late, so she's like, all right, well, we'll just. Have dinner really
0: early. We do have a bunch of uh, listener questions we should probably go through. Yes. Ranging quality.
1: Oh, <laughs> I do want to make one more comment, though. The backups, the, the killcat Cat uh, backup, amazing. Scott James <laughs> does your characters justice. I, we love seeing his stuff. We had him on uh, – was it one or two fin cast to go was it one i don't know but anyway nice. always good to see his his stuff yeah. uh, and uh, that was a fun little story yeah that's that's it's always nice to i, I love those guys
3: it's nice to have those them in stuff it's like oh, i want i want to do more more with them i'm going to do more i haven't really done much freak force characters like to do a little more of, of those is it a, is
0: it a... Is it a question of like uh, their time or your time to write these extra stories, or just it's, space? It's both, both.
3: There's a lot of times where I just can't get my act together. Yeah, or or even you know nothing. I can't think of what to do. Hmm. You know, it's like oh, I don't I don't really have a story for the for that. Sometimes, uh, sometimes they they make requests i mean it's it's a non-paying gig it's not like
1: right right right
3: it's like these guys are getting huge money it's like the book doesn't really generate a huge amount of dough right it's just kind of you, right? you know get comps. and it's like you know i it's it's exposure it's like well that's that's no good for anybody really uh but you it's you know that. people who want to be part of the book and it's like well that's awesome that you want to do that great let's let's do that. So, uh, you know, usually they're guys who just wanted to be part of the book. And so it's yeah, like, yeah. Hey, well, what character do you want to do? Cause if, if this, if this is the way it's doing, you're not getting paid anything for it. And it's just for shits and giggles. I, I want to completely do something that you want to do. And it's actually worse when they go, I don't know. <laughs> like, <laughs> You know, if you narrow this down to something really weird, I'm going to come up with a, a story where it's going to be this. All right, he wants to draw a powerhouse, but ugly and the hardest. Come up with something, <laughs> you know, whatever. You just go, okay, I I can accommodate that. I can come up with something. But if they're just sitting there going, I don't know, that that just becomes a little little more difficult, all
1: right? Oh. It's probably getting a little tougher too these days because the old cast is kind of back in Chicago, so now it's like,
0: well, they're all here now. These guys. Well, I can do whatever, I, yeah. and,
3: and I can place things in in any time period too. That's so. true. Whatever every every dimension counts now. So let's have a story that takes place in Wacko Dimension Number Forty.
1: <laughs> Um, I want to do a Mace backup.
3: Yeah, <laughs> you want to? You know, somebody was like, oh, "I really love Mace." Can you do a story back when Mace was alive? It's like, Is
1: that true? Did someone really say that? I'll do
0: it. Yeah, I really <laughs> want to see the origin of Buttress. Well, it, it, any of those
3: characters, seriously? Because it's like you know, a lot of people will be like, "Well, I want to do a story of, with Dragon." Yeah, it's like well, he's—I mean, he's—he's he's not alive. So if you want to do a story with Dragon, I'll just write a story that takes place back when he was alive, you know. And here he's doing shit, and people can read another Dragon story. And how cool is that? More Dragon, <laughs> and that happens all the time. It's like okay, I don't—I don't give a shit. I'll—I'll I'll write that character all day long. I, I used to do it all the time
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so Jim do you want to get yeah more uh, questions
0: here? yeah as Raven mentioned uh we've heard some of these before, but I think we'll just gotta go through them.
4: you can just off the cuff them you no need to like you know, sweat too much when you hear a question we know you know the we all know that you know the answer to. <laughs>
0: All right, so Matt Hickman he writes, uh, "What crossovers with other characters would you like to do, or may have coming up,
1: or maybe?" Um,
0: kind of.
3: I mean, I like I like to do crossovers with all kinds of Marvel d shit, C- shit that I never did. Uh, that would just be like, oh, let's let's have Dragon meet. I mean, the the obvious ones being Spider Man, Hulk. Fantastic um, Four, Captain Marvel, yeah. Fantastic Four. You know, oh, do a one with Thor, so you can have Thor meet Thor. You know, uh, do Fawcett's Captain Marvel. Do you know more? More Superman's always more good. Well,
0: he's public domain. <laughs> you can just use him. Yeah, who <laughs> cares?
3: It's all good. <laughs> you know that those kind of characters. I, I like all that. All the the classic stuff, but mostly I like them in their classic thing. I mean, if DC was like, okay, you can do Captain Marvel, but you have to call him Shazam, and yeah, he's a dumb his, no <laughs> his shitty costume. It's like, yeah, no. How about you go fuck yourselves? <laughs> Not interested at all. Yeah, that's what, well, <laughs> you know, I mean. It would be a struggle in, in some of them in any case. You know, it's like, you can do a Batman, but he's got to be wearing his new shitty costume. Like, ah. For
0: all those lines.
3: That's not a cool costume. That's a bad costume.
0: Can't just
3: You know, and can't he just be wearing his, his clothes with the little underpants over it and just nobody mentions it? Isn't it? You really have to have every character going, oh, his shorts are back. Look, his shorts are back.
1: Well, I'm sure Dragon would mention it. Yeah. <laughs> He's an asshole. Let's Wait, <laughs> have you ever been approached by anyone at Marvel for the obvious kind of Spider-Man-Dragon crossover ever? Or No, that's never happened. It seems like you, you got the Superman, so you got the DC, you got, like, Ninja Turtles, so that was, like, the biggest indie property. It would be nice. Yeah, to, to be I okay. mean, in
2: terms
3: of the the regular comic stuff, it's, like, who's who's left that's
0: cool? Yeah.
1: It's that's
0: not... Like dragon I, Aliens. Well, I, I don't want to draw that.
3: No. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> does, you know? I mean, and those aren't, like... Those are weird because they're movie properties, And I just feel like those kind of guys should even be meeting in a way. Like you guys belong in a really weird, different kind of reality than than this guy. So what are they gonna be running around in Toronto? It's like, oh aliens (laughs) are in Toronto. (laughs) They have to buy milk in a bag and they're super pissed off about it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh boy. The hell's going on here. Crossover is crazy. (laughs)
0: <laughs> all right so dar flint asks are the backup stories canon to the to the main story like the one in issue 225 which is his favorite i'm not even sure what the backup of 225 was there's anyway. a bunch
3: of there's a bunch of stories uh in 225 i reprinted the graphic fantasy story right so i guess he's asking were those canon? is that canon i guess well, what's it's all canon if you consider the, the the merging of multiple worlds.
0: Right, they're alternate so, realities. So,
3: it, some of them can be alternate realities. I mean, there's there's the the one backup in two twenty five where Dragon's got a super big heavy upper body and tiny little legs, and you <laughs> yeah killing people with every punch that was so, awesome you know, <laughs> yeah, that was like, good. That a fun little story but it's like was that
1: yeah proper
3: <laughs> canon. it's like no not proper but we'll say there's some goofy little reality somewhere where that happened and we're we're all fine with that aren't we I, I,
1: <laughs> the silly flash mercury uh backups which are cool <laughs> so
0: great
2: yeah, whatever. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> that's fine. And so, then that
1: guy, uh, Raven, right? Didn't he draw one of those? Yeah, uh, those goofy that, ass uh, strips that, there. That counted and was even helped <laughs> in some way
3: by by kind of establishing at least it was mentioned that uh, that uh, that uh, Kevin was into into Angel or something, wasn't it? Yeah.
1: Acknowledge
2: yeah. in some small way.
1: By yeah. the way, uh, what the heck have you been doing to Thunderhead? When he first came out in in Raven Strip, he's all like ripped. Remember when he first <laughs> came out, he was like the biggest badass. And now, you know, he's he's lost a ton of muscle, and he's like Mister Rogers, babysitting the kids <laughs> with his sweaters. He totally pussified him.
0: I love
4: he used to be the, the biggest
1: ass. badass. <laughs>
4: he's domesticated big time. <laughs>
1: yeah.
3: Just Raven emasculated him, what can I say? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I just I just thought it would be a different take to just go, what if he didn't?
1: You yeah, know, no, it's great, <laughs> especially with that skull face. It's like yeah, what everything on did? him screams Mr. Rogers, and then he's got yeah, a horrifying face.
3: You know, he's just hooks up with a woman who's kind of a little more controlling than... than He's used to, and he's just kind of like, "Well, yeah, okay. Thanks for me. Let's just try this out." I mean, sometimes relationships go in weird, weird ways like that, where you're just like, "All right, well, whatever. Let's let you can win this round. We're good with that." <laughs>
1: like, come on, Kevin. Friend to like my, my grandpa. <laughs> I think we've all had that friend
4: who just completely like wimps out, like when he gets <laughs> in a relationship. That's kind of what I thought was going on.
0: I don't. Yeah. I, it's not how I take it. Takes a confident man to wear a sweater vest.
1: Yeah, yeah <laughs> that, that guy has face. That guy had the skull face and tree trunk arms, and now he's a complete pussy. God damn it!
3: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> what, what can I say? Yeah, you, know, you win some, the, you lose some. He's he's Mark Silvestri. you
1: know. Mark used to work out. He was pretty. good. <laughs> you know he's getting older. He's done with all that. He got married. Doesn't need the Put, muscles. Putting
3: anymore. on the putting on
2: the sweater vest.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um. So next question. Justin Wassoon asks, when will we, when will we see the progeny
1: of powerhouse? You know. I'm sorry. I'm still laughing about comparing Thunderhead to Mark Silvestri. That is.
4: <laughs> yeah, we can't just gloss over that. That's hilarious. Uh,
1: Mark's awesome.
4: Mark, Mark used
1: to be like a
3: super workout guy, though, and then he just, at some point, he was like, "Yeah, can't can't continue to do this forever." Which is totally fine. He's still he's still like this monster of a man, and he's still like <laughs> he could still kill any one of us with his bare hands <laughs> and draw a sick Wolverine. Oh. Sh- <laughs> <laughs> The guy is uh, a mean motherfucker when it comes to drawing stuff. It's oh, like, yeah. Geez, oh yeah, this guy—he is capable of anything. Yeah, he's like the guy with, with you know all the image guys when it comes down to oh, who's who's the best artist in image comics? We'd all just go, yeah, Mark. <laughs> There's just <laughs> no no question here. Yeah, right. This is the guy. Really
1: knows how to do this stuff. It's like, <sighs> okay. <laughs> There'll always be someone better out there.
3: Yeah, well, he's pretty
1: good. (laughs) (laughs) So what's the next question, Jim? Sorry.
0: They were asking when uh, when we're going to see some kids from Powerhouse and uh, Fever.
1: Well, Powerhouse is is like a regular dude with just the magic power to turn into like a chicken, right?
3: Yeah, I mean, he puts on the mask. He takes the mask off, he becomes like a regular guy. So... I mean, assuming he's got some kind of—I I mean, I'm, I'm assuming he's—he's he's just got a chicken head. He's like the god, <laughs> Rod, right? Because yeah. the Rod just had—he had a—he had, had a bird head, but he didn't have like a bird body. He's not using the feathers. I mean, that was a weird question for a while. Was well, what's powerhouse like when he takes his shirt off? Is he, <laughs> is, he, is he just all yellow with like feathers and shit? He looks
1: yeah. like foghorn, leghorn.
3: That's going That's <laughs> kind of weird. And then did make the decision. No, no, he's like, he's like a regular guy underneath that. So then that was like, okay, well, that answers that question. Yeah. Um, Why do you
0: ever?
3: Yeah, I that guess happened? I could. You know, I could. I could do. I could do some kind of weird
1: bird. <laughs> Snake, <laughs> <It would> snake. <laughs> snake-headed bird thing. Somehow, then he wouldn't have the sweet. That's, flash that's top.
3: The, the, the nice thing about having characters that aren't in the book for a while is you can it can kind of go there where you go, oh, I haven't seen that character in six years. They're
1: now walking around with a toddler. Okay, Uncle yeah.
0: Flash Mercury. I guess babysitting Uncle
1: Flash was sitting on a giant nest. he's just sit? <laughs> I
3: mean, those guys left town because Dart was in charge. It's like, well, that's well, Dart's gone
0: that's,
1: uh, she's since. She's still the case.
3: Now she's back. I don't. Yeah,
1: we have, It's not she really stole her baby back.
3: It's not really been dis- defined where she's at and what's what's going on with her right now. So it, it could be that she could be she could be like, all right, I'm going to be back in charge again. And they could be like, you don't have any of your. You well, don't have the sword a sword thing, so yeah. fuck yourself.
0: <laughs> I, I would like to see her again, especially since you got the new dart as well.
3: Yeah. I mean that, that seems like that seems like something to do, and I haven't really done that yet. It's like, all right, can we have old dart meet new dart? And only one can survive. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's come to this evil twin but that's that's kind of crazy too that you know you, you made the decision to have that kind of uh good guy dart you know freak force dart and there's still the vicious circle dart out there and so you got a character wearing the same yeah, exact costume yeah
3: the same way same there's guy.
1: gonna be some confusion here's this murderous dart and then here's this one now we're gonna pass off as a good guy and you know, the public's not gonna question that. Well, well I guess now they're enemy of the state still, too.
0: <laughs> one's also like way older. And you turn into a shark. Well,
3: also, you know, I mean, I realize it's comics and all, but in any kind of a real world situation, you would immediately go, Oh well, that one looks like this person. That one yeah, looks like Michelle Piper, and that one looks like some other person entirely. Yeah, you know? yeah. Um so it's like th- they wouldn't be confused in any real world. In comics, they're like, oh, you guys look exactly the same. <laughs> it's like, oh, shit, i can to new- do a better job of making <laughs> them have distinct faces. Um, and I haven't really found a great face for the new Dart yet, so I'm still working on that. But the, the other Dart I was trying to make, Give her a real different looking face from the
1: previous dart. Yeah, she had more of a rounder face. Yeah,
3: so she had a a different look. Um, I'm probably, if anything, trying to push the new dart to look a little more like how Nikos drew her when when he did uh, that Mighty Man story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, all right, at least there's a face kind of established, right? we
1: should more that way. Cool. Well, let's skip over a few of these questions. Francesco Aquaviva, we've kind of answered that. <laughs> On Andrew D'Entremont, we kind of answered that one. Uh, Christopher Matthew Jones asked a question that I know we kind of ask regularly, and, and with this the new issue, that uh, cover Remember. you posted up. He said, uh, are there still plans for a new Ant miniseries or regular series? If so, would it be written and drawn by you, Eric? uh the
3: plan is for me to get on it and for it to be written and drawn by me. That is the plan and the plan is for it to be a uh it would not be an adult book the way dragon is it would mm-hmm. be, uh not a younger reader's book but a but a more of a you know teen book so mm-hmm. more like. Uh, more akin to my Spider-Man stuff than, than necessarily what I've been doing in Dragon of Late.
1: I feel like was it like a year ago or something? You kind of posted a teaser on Facebook with like a coming 2018 or something <laughs> yeah. like that. Is does that mean there's anything done on it or what's? That? I started drawing it and I didn't get very far.
3: You know, yeah. it, God's honest truth, I just didn't get far enough that I felt like I could really do anything. You know, I don't want to start soliciting yet another comic that's yeah, not, right. not far enough done. And, yeah, I, that. and that's what I wanted to do, is to have that one be done done when I start soliciting issues.
4: Kind okay, of mini-series it, style.
3: Yeah, we may come to that. But I wanted, also like, wanted to start with her origin, and her origin's been a little more of an ordeal to write and draw than, than I wanted it to be so gotcha.
1: a, I saw she's uh she's on the cover of 242 the solicitation. Hilarious. yeah it's, <laughs> it's a great cover
3: I actually drew that cover or I started drawing that cover a long long time ago so much so that Malcolm was a cop on it and I had to white out the shoulder patch Oh uh, yeah, because he's got
1: his like cop boots on. If you kind of yeah, like, like,
3: cop shoes on. I was
1: like, <laughs> <laughs> Oops.
2: <laughs>
1: um, Wouldn't but, you have even thought about it if you didn't say anything. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that's uh, cool. Is that kind of a way to kind of keep her kind of fresh for you? Um, to, you know?
3: It was it was really a situation where they needed a cover right away, <laughs> and I was like, well, "Oh, there, uh, here's one that's happening." <laughs> <laughs> so I'll just uh, I guess I'm doing this <laughs> and then I'll you know vamp on it like I do everything else a lot of the times I, it just ends up we, we need something today so what, do you, what can you give us unfortunately I'm not very far ahead on that sort of stuff and I need to be better at it and I need to think about what I actually want to do on this stupid book <laughs> ahead of time you know but every single issue i'm I'm kind of catch up and every single issue i'm not really think, thinking too much ahead of okay well what am i actually doing what's
1: the story so, uh, i know i'm excited to kind of see what you're gonna do with this captain tootsie which is <laughs> oh, yeah. funny uh, you know then it's the ant and then uh 240
3: 240- god sorry yeah i mean none of, none of them are are uh, you know, I mean, Captain Tootsie. One, us was just like I. I think this is a story where I'm going to be able to not have the Captain Tootsie thing be all the issue. So I'm going to be able to go, okay, now I can, I can finally do a lot of the regular guy stuff and showing him. I just, just the idea of uh, of him as a regular person existing fast <laughs> to some degree just because we haven't really seen it you know can we do a story where he makes a friend yeah what's <laughs> that like how does how does he make a friend how do, and how does he trust that that friend is you know a, a good shit and not you know some crazy person who's wanting to get into his life for some ulterior you know weird reason and, and then right. i mean really how does Anybody with any degree of fame figure that out? You know, oh, a, do I do I only hang out with famous people now because famous people have also you know the same level of fame that I have? Is that is that how that's gonna work in order to meet make a real friend? Because that's that's weird.
1: <laughs> you know, it would be great if the cover of Two Forty One Captain Tootsie was just a commercial for his uh, reality show.
3: <laughs> we gotta have a fight in this we didn't have a
1: fight in this month, so we really you, need you to mix it up with Captain Tootsie. You kinda did that actually though with the was it the Razors that was like a cover where Dragon like someone was pouncing on Dragon and you read the book and it was like, Oh, it was a commercial and I thought that was hilarious. Shick <laughs> Razors, whatever they were, I don't know. Yeah.
3: yeah, we gotta we gotta do this. Yeah, I'm no, constantly. It's somebody had had mentioned on Twitter or one of those places when I posted one of the covers and said they said something asked me some question about I said and I just said I you know did this cover before I do the story and I say oh old school it's like yeah I've done that every single issue. (laughs) <laughs> is, there's never that I haven't done it that way, <laughs> you know. I've I've not done a single issue of any of these where, where I actually have the story that's sitting there done, and I just do a cover for it because like that that never happens.
4: That's what's so fucking crazy.
2: It,
3: it, it is crazy. It's it's no good way to do things either. It <laughs> really does create all kinds of problems, but. You know, at the same time, it's it's worked out all right. So I can't really complain about it as a way of doing things. And it's also the way that in, in some cases that comics used to be done. Yeah,
1: absolutely. You
3: know, uh, DC used to have editorial come up with crazy situations for covers and then you know, they would just give the covers to whoever's writing the book. Like, okay, we we need to find a writer who'll come up with a story to go along with our Lois finds out who Superman really is cover. Right, and that was just that was the gig it was constantly trying to come up with a cool cover and that that people would respond to.
0: Why is Superman trying to kill Jimmy Olsen again?
3: Again, <laughs> yeah, he's always doing that. Come on, Jimmy. Oh, you found out who I am, Jimmy. Now I'm going to have to kill you. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I should, uh, that'll be my next one, right?
1: Okay. So you want to skip through a few more of these? I think we ans- He answered most yeah, of them. Yeah, these all. Work. How about the the loose cipher one? Oh Let's here get it is.
0: Down oh, yeah, my first. Uh, Loose cipher says my first says uh, my first contact with Savage Dragon was was through the animated TV series. Uh, what memories do you, Mr. Larson, have about that adaptation? Um. They're all fleeting. (laughs) I mean, you did you did character designs for it, right? But you didn't. There was stuff where they
3: would where they wouldn't have a character. They're like, we need somebody who fulfills this role. You know what? What can you give me? You know, really early on, there weren't a lot of uh, female characters, so um, I think Vane right. Vane and Volcanic, I think, were both created for the cartoon, mm-hmm. and uh, there was somebody who was in one of the um, one of the free Force comics that was was also created for the cartoon, um, and I don't even remember
1: the name of the character at all. It was just like it was a uh, dead bolt with a big head. Was that his a uh, bulkhead? Wasn't that one bulkhead, of the guys? Yes. Yeah.
3: That is correct. Bulkhead was created for the cartoon. And there's mm. a, a couple others that were created for the cartoon that have never shown up. There's a right. character mm. called Ma that never showed up. So,
0: so you have the rights to those characters' likenesses, even though, like, I don't know, Columbia owns the cartoon? Or Sony owns uh,
3: It's universal, and we're, we're going to say yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they, they own the cartoon, but I own everything went into the cartoon. So, you know, whatever I I created the designs of all those characters. It wasn't somebody in the in their office creating right. designs. So, how and much? And, and some of them they did change because they they couldn't really animate um, arachnid very well. they. Right. they just like he's hard to make move because he looks like a big ball and having <laughs> him shift around seems really weird. So we just went in a totally different direction. I'm like, don't care. That's fine. Um, I, I the, the script for those things started coming really, really fast and furious at some point, And it just became clear that there was no way I was going to be able to be up on them. Um, what, what you'd get the first script and you'd be like, oh, all right, this is awesome, this will be cool. And then you do read through it and you go gave all the notes on, on the first one and then send those back. And then the second one shows up. And then pretty soon it's like, I'm getting the third draft of episode one and two drafts of this episode, this and this. And, and it just became... Too much, and I was like, "I'm not going to sit out and read 125 pages of of scripts at this point to go through everything." So yeah, it's crazy. (laughs) So so a lot of stuff ended up in the cartoons, and I'm like, "That's not
1: right," but oh well. (laughs) That's cool though that you had like say in like the. I I had some
3: weird say and not as much control as you like. Like they sent me. Audio tapes of all the people reading the parts, and they're going, and who do, who do you think? And Not i was like, this oh. guy. <laughs> yeah, and I would be like, well, I like this guy's voice for a dragon, and they're like, well, we don't. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> like what? <laughs> oh so, yeah. Well, then well, why are you why are you even sending me these voices then? And I don't even I don't really know. It's like I ended up writing the. The preamble to the show, which was a uh, uh, voiceover of Frank Darling, yep. right? Yeah. The thing I wrote that Chicago. I, <laughs> yeah, I wrote that because I didn't want Dragon saying anything. Ah. I, I picked the Frank. You voice. are ashamed I of Dragon's voice. It's
0: Dragon unfortunate. Voice. Jim Cummings is a legend, but he is the wrong choice for Dragon.
3: I thought he was a weird choice, and apparently he loved working on the show. And he and and when he's asked whose favorite character did the voice for, it's often been Savage Dragon. That's wow. like oh, that's. Well, that's, I think I'm the- sorry has- I didn't love it as much as you did, but I, <laughs> I was I wanted I wanted a kind of a Bruce Willis voice, and you weren't doing a Bruce Willis voice.
1: They did get that right though with the show. I mean, they did make him like a wise ass character yeah. which was yeah. kind of cool and i could see there, why he would like that
3: they, they, there's some of that there's you know a little bit of this voice and that was like all right that's that's okay that's that's all right um i didn't to me alex didn't sound like how alex should sound yeah. uh, uh rita Mina was just like she wasn't written as the same character at all she was really as sort of this ditzy oh
0: and, and girl who's just all about <laughs> dragons. Like
3: that's that's not even who that character is. It,
0: it, it's kind of the era that cartoon was made. There was a specific tone, like voice actors did back then. I think yeah. it was just kind of the way it was done.
2: <laughs>
1: so it's just tough, tough. They got barbaric, <laughs> right? I thought. Well, it was <laughs> it was, it was weird. The,
3: well, the cartoon initially was. It went through a couple different iterations. It was initially yeah. initially pitched to CBS, and initially um, Mark Evanier was going to write it, and then uh, Mark Evanier stuck in a, um, some Mark Evanier characters into it, and so it was like, well, why is there? Why is this guy even in the in the show at all? He didn't. He's not in the comics. He's just <laughs> a Mark, Mark Evanier guy. And um, it was like the the guy that he put in. I don't know if you you remember uh, Steve Lombard at all, but Steve Lombard was a, was kind of a foil of uh, Clark Kent in the oh, okay. Superman comics in the seventies, and he was just sort of <laughs> like this dick jock that was just kind of, <laughs> and just kind of being hey, blah, blah, blah. and so he was this guy who would always be. Trying to take credit for shit the dragon was doing, <laughs> and it's like oh, this is not something that should be in this <laughs> at all. And and ultimately, so CBS was like, "No, we're not. We're not going to go with this." And so when it kind of bounced back, it's like, "Well, let's let's not do that." And and I don't I don't even remember how it ended up shuffling from one bunch of people who are gonna do it to another bunch of people who are gonna do it I I just that, all that was is lost on me now yeah but it, it ended up being an entirely different group of people put it together and and it ended up being all right there was some episodes are better than others
1: and some yeah. are, are just unwatchable in fact some of one season is better than the other art wise too yeah um, it probably went Yeah,
0: deep
1: on it, season two. I feel like it's it, the other way around. Maybe I don't know the, the the opening
3: credits on season. Oh, two that's are, amazing! Are, are right? really cool. Yeah, and, and, and it's like I wish the show looked like that because those opening credits are awesome.
1: Yeah, it looks <laughs> they like always, they anime,
3: always put like... they
0: always put the money in the opening credits. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
3: It, it was and it was entirely done by it was done by somebody else entirely, like a different yeah. thing. Right. Like, it looks
1: oh,
3: like that's... good anime. Like, yeah, no way. it's like <laughs> yeah, it looks like good anime. That would be cool, and it just wasn't. Um, so, there's a, I mean, there's a bunch of little things. There's a, there's some really cool little fuck ups every now and then. You'll be watching the show and it's like, oh, wait, did I just see something? There's a <laughs> there's a panel where uh, at where dra- there's a screen where, like Dragon is talking to Frank, so they're both in the shot. And then Frank's hand comes up and kind of, he's like thinking about something. And so his, you know, his hand comes up to just kind of cup his own chin and like ponder something as people do. And somehow they thought that was Dragon's hand. So it's it's (laughs) (laughs) Suddenly this green hand is like.
0: (laughs) Animation errors are are one of the big reasons Um, to watch those kind of shows. You know,
3: or, or guys' mouth will like disappear completely for <laughs> a split second. It's like, wait a minute, did that guy's mouth just vanish? <laughs> right. There's a, a really weird, um, screw up perspective shot where uh, there is a group of people that are sitting at a, at a outdoor cafe. Right. Mm-hmm. Behind them is a building. And, uh, dragon dragon and alex come tearing around from off screen behind the building and so they're behind the people who are sitting there at the restaurant they come around the corner and then they pass in front of the people who are sitting there at at this outdoor cafe yeah but from the time that they pass behind them to the time that they pass in front of them, they don't really change size enough.
0: Their scale stays the same. So when, <laughs> so when
3: they pass in front of them, it's like Ken and Barbie riding around in a little car. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you can freeze the frame, and it's like that looks hilarious. It's a
1: funny, crazy. Like, shot. At some
0: point, we kind of want to do like a like a riff track on the show. I, I would
3: I would love nothing more. It was something that I <laughs> that I wanted to do. And it would just be like, oh, let's just get me and Josh Icorn and a case of beer in a room and just, just tear the living shit out of this show. Oh, that's got to yes, happen because it's, it's going to be fun. And but, so you- but it's also like twenty-six episodes. So it's like, oh, yeah, a well, I can a
1: couple of good
3: twenty-two ones. minutes. That still ends up being a lot of, a lot of time and a lot of stuff to go through. And there's, there's not that much stuff that you can really blast um and it's 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 okay as a show it's not it's not like oh my gosh, it's so terrible we make fun of this constantly it's like it's all right um and and it's one of those situations where they had a lot of good people work on the show and you get a whole room full of decent cooks and somehow or other you know tossing ingredients at each other it just it it doesn't all can become a great meal you know so so you kind of feel like well i don't really want to just call out all these people who have gone on to doing cool things that are good guys
1: you know i think it's more than just like but you know, there's a lot of silliness that's not related to like the actual work put in or the art or anything like that. There's just general cartoon silliness, like you know, Dragon and Alex driving this you know uh, police car without a rooftop. Like, well, what is that about? You know, also, because Finn could fit in, or just for the yeah. ease of like it, you
0: it, know, the ease of
1: a lot of things. How <laughs> yeah, to sell fine. that
0: Jeep toy? It's just What's silly like, cartoon like things. Finding you out
3: you know? the, the movie magic of of that RoboCop when he's sitting there in the car doesn't have the lower part of his costume on yeah. <laughs> because they, he is, he is too tall. It adds too much height. to right, his eyes. Right. So they're like, well, we can't have him sitting in here. So the actor's sitting in, in in the car without any pants (laughs)
2: and
3: and then we have the shot of when he's getting out it's like we've got the door already open now we're (laughs) going to be standing behind the door as though he just stepped out like all right
1: (laughs) yeah it's just a lot of that general silliness of just the cartoon that i think you could poke a lot of fun at that wouldn't be going after people or anything like that but the the fat cop definitely makes that that series shoe. he's such a goon well he <laughs>
3: he was that was a change because in the in the original comic uh there was bruce robinson and they're like okay. well we can't use we can't have the, the the black guy be fat and lazy because that's this stereotype and we just can't do that it's just not and i thought well we've got also like a lot of other black characters that are in this show. Certainly. Right. They can't all be go getters. Um, <laughs> but they were, they were really like adamant about that. And I was like, well, I'm gonna, let's just make up a new dude. Then. Cause, <laughs> cause I don't want to have it be that you're just going to make this white guy into a black guy. People will
1: be, people that uh, collect the comics yeah. shit about it, you know? Yeah.
4: yeah. That's, it's really weird.
1: But then he ended up being in the comic, which is cool. <laughs> Uh, well let's
3: just kill him off immediately <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, uh, do you do you did you get like uh original copies of like the V on I guess it was VHS at the time or DVD or whatever yeah, for you v- to review
3: VHS uh, I have you know copies of stuff without any uh without music and sound effects some of it oh, and, wow. and then you know later on when there was music and sound effects they sent me those everything's Deteriorated. I actually have a bootleg of the of it on on DVD. Yeah. So if I want to sit down and, and watch, what I can.
1: But so yeah. your kids didn't watch it when they were young, like on DVD oh, or VHS. I was too young. No. I well, I mean, on DVD or whatever, or like the bootleg. Uh, I showed it to them,
3: and they just you know had zero So, <laughs> All right, I'm not going to force you to watch this because.
2: Look at this cartoon I made. I watch
4: it. it. <laughs> Daddy made a cartoon. Your dad made a cartoon.
1: Now watch this. <laughs> well, all jokes aside, though, that had to be pretty thrilling to have your character.
3: Oh, it's a cool. Saturday
1: morning go, cartoon. Oh,
3: look, his 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 head is moving. He's turning his head, and his fin kind of works to, as a turning thing. That's I mean, that's you, cool. You, you know, know, you kind of dude. His mouth is opening.
2: He's saying words. <laughs>
1: you've kind of made it when they make your property into a cartoon for kids, you know, it's kind of cool. When they, when they think you can't take that away against Ninja Turtles. (laughs) (laughs)
3: Yeah. I mean, it was, there was definitely cool stuff about it. It's cool that it got turned into toys. It was neat that they, you know, did little, little things here and there. It was kind of neat to do. Um, yeah, it was, it was an interesting time because at the same time we pitched, uh, Savage Dragon to CBS. Um, you know, what it was the same people who ended up doing Dragon were the people who, I think it was the same people who were pitching uh, Freak Force. Because we oh, pitched wow. a Freak Force show to CBS. Oh, no and they ended up passing on it. And I think that, that might have been how the how it got shuffled over these other people. Because I think that was Universal who was going to be involved with that. But they they ended up passing on both of them. And Freak Force was not nearly as as far along at that point. But that was like, I mean, we kind of ended up not putting in Super Patriot because we're like, well, we got to save him for doing something else. And then <laughs> and then the other the something else never materialized. So it's like, oh, we totally yeah. could do the Super Patriot. But I guess also we didn't want to be like, well, we don't want. Universal to have rights to this when we could be doing it for somebody else down the road. Blah blah blah. So
1: yeah, it must have been a crazy time.
3: It was, it was. and it, and the thing was that at the time, you know, the comics were selling super well. Right. So it's like, oh, I got some decent coin for doing the the animated stuff, but you know, it still was like two issues of the comics at that point so i right. was like all right well was this was this worth all this time you're putting into this i mean monetarily maybe not but you know whatever it it yes. all it all adds up and you know now I, yeah. I i'm i'm not i don't i don't rag on it i'm
1: not displeased
3: with it particularly it's funny
1: yeah, it's it's silly. It's a co- it's a it's a cartoon from yeah. the nineties. It's, it's
0: an artifact it's, of history.
1: Yeah, yeah
3: it's, it's thing. and I w- I wish it was available commercially so people could watch it.
1: Yeah, that would be cool. I remember like years back there was kind of murmurs about it maybe coming back out. But- yeah,
3: but no, they, there is no. I would assume that if if there was ever like, oh, we're making, we want to make a live action something that. Suddenly Maybe it would go, wait a
4: minute, we, don't we, 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 all, we, have that. We can totally release that now in some right here.
1: Right.
4: The funny thing is, is that just out of curiosity, I went searching to see like, you know, who's like keeping up the rights, you know, who's got those rights. You can totally still find those rights as retained by like universal. Yeah. Yeah. Like when you search the little Universal Entertainment databases for like what shows and things that they can license or whatever else, they still just comes right up. Savage Dragon. So yeah,
3: yeah, Savage Dragon is there, and they could they could be putting those cartoons
0: out. Um, oh yeah. man, uh-huh. I didn't remember Overlord's voice by Tony J. Tony J. is like one of the greatest voice actors ever.
3: <laughs> All right. Yeah, no, he's just doing his. I mean, it was weird because we were like, oh, what kind of voice are we going to give him? Because, I mean, he's, he's supposed to be like a Chicago thug that's in this costume. Oh, you're it's right. Like,
0: yeah, he would kind you of. You know, why would, would head head.
3: he have this English accent? Right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that it's make the, a lot of sense, it's the it's suit that like, changes his
3: voice. Yeah. It's like <laughs> yeah. a
1: modulator. You got
3: to disguise that voice. You don't know, want everybody you knowing. You know when I'm going to buy groceries and my regular clothes, people don't want to. You know.
1: <laughs> yeah, I get guy. out of here
2: sometime, have some fun.
1: What's uh, what was the name of the company that made his co- uh, cyber uh, data? It's, they're they're uh, an English company, maybe. <laughs> anyway, so uh, it's kind of. We've kind of taken up a lot of your time. You want to ask it? There's one more question that that kind of cracked me up that we had from our our listener. Adam Woodard said, ask Eric why he as a creative consultant allowed DJ Kirkbride to call French fries, potato fries and errand boys. What kind of monster says potato fries?
3: (laughs) People in other, I don't know. I mean, they're, they're, yeah, nobody calls them potato chips.
1: They're called chips. In England, maybe in well, Ireland or something. We, <laughs> we still
3: roll with fish and chips even though
1: Yeah. You know it's always so, confused me as a kid.
3: It's like why are they fish and chips? Those aren't chips. You know, huh? <laughs>
1: because potato chips are crisps. <laughs> crisps, yeah.
3: Crisps. And a packet
4: of crisps, please. I hate crisps. I hate it. Yeah. It, uh, no. it's, it's a tough one.
1: <laughs> it is. It is cool though to see uh, Nikos with the, the Aaron boys and seeing his art on a on an image book. So it's
3: yeah, a, I mean, we. I, I still need to get him some Freak Force stuff because we want to do Freak force as a Oh, uh, is as, that still on the table? Just a one shot. Yeah. Yes. So it's just been. It's just been me not able to get my act together, but he's been. Saying, look, I want to do this. And I'm not, yeah. But it's like uh, I, I don't have a, I don't have something I really want to do with them, and I don't want to just do product for the sake of product. I want it to be a story that's like a, a story that must be told, kind of thing. So,
4: Which is hilarious because we'd just do whatever you whatever you put out, we'd be thrilled. You know, <laughs> well, <that's the>
3: thing, <laughs> you literally, right? will buy anything. I, I think people generally are, are far less, maybe, discriminating as 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 I am. I, but I'm kind of am in this mode of well, if if I'm doing this, there has to be a reason for it. There has to be a a good story here. It's got to be something that I really want to say with this, that, or the other thing. And, and you know, same thing when I'm doing those backups or or any story. It's like I've only got this limited space all my characters are getting older by the issue you know every time I don't have these guys even show up they're they're still theoretically getting older and older right it's like when was the last time dung showed up what's he look like now for, you know? <laughs> the corpse well, how
0: about all those kids
3: the real guy that dung was based on yeah. Dung was based on a real human being who's a Bay Area disc jockey he is dead so it's like oh so what do I, what do i do the real guy who this character is based on has passed away do i just no longer use him out of respect or do i you know just kill him off out of respect <laughs> <laughs> or you know what do i what do i even do here and I don't, I don't have an answer to that, but I haven't used him in a while.
1: Well, we always have his kids.
3: Yeah. That's his little shit. <laughs> and and, and it's some, a bunch of it, too, is like there's a bunch of characters that are set in Chicago. Yeah. Do I just have them wander up to Toronto for no reason at all? I mean, that seems weird, too. You know, yeah. how many? How many
0: characters would would realistically
3: decide on their own with you know, no
0: Well there'd product. have to be a good incentive, like a new crime boss offering
1: opportunity. Yeah. <laughs> hey, have we got the job for you?
2: <laughs>
1: Me I'm, I'm gonna, gonna go over my arch nemesis move to.
3: <laughs> Plus, you know, we've got healthcare up here. <laughs> Legalized weed curling. There you go.
1: and Boxing Day we have a lot of fun with that (laughs) What? I don't even know what that is (laughs) Trudeau's so dreamy don't forget Tim Hortons (laughs) yeah there's all sorts of stuff pizza pizza you could be come on (laughs) (laughs)
2: don't knock it till you've tried it
1: Boston (laughs) pizza gross what Boston pizza whatever they have there I don't know (laughs) Is that a thing in Canada? Yeah, in Toronto, they have Boston pizza, which wow, is like, I don't remember great. Boston ever being the hub of pizza greatness, but...
4: Not at all. <laughs> that
1: is random as shit.
4: huh You know, there's a lot of random
3: as shit stuff up there. <laughs> you know, including the poop cafe. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is really weird. Like, okay. You know, it's cool to just stumble on just weirdness that you can just be like, oh, I could totally use this. You know, like the, the, the Lucky Moose supermarket. It's like, what the hell? The <laughs> Lucky Moose? What? I got to use the Lucky Moose in here. A lot, of, a lot of times that there's just little weird stuff of, of people wearing shirts or carrying bags or whatever. It's like, this was a thing. You know, Malcolm is in this issue that is wearing this corner gas shirt. And it's like that was a that was a TV show up in up in Canada. It was a sitcom. And uh, in in corner gas, they would they would have comic books
1: that were on there. Oh, yeah, yeah.
3: Yeah. They would always have like a spinner rack that had comics on it. And the guy who is the main dude on the show uh, has been – somebody asked him at one point, what, what comics were you reading on there? He says, well, 95% of the time I was reading Savage Dragon. Nice. <laughs> that's nice. Well, that's cool. Because they couldn't get DC and Marvel books because they had the whole Warner Brothers and and – and you know, the whatever other it was, yeah. Fox, Sony and Fox and everything. So like, you know, we, we, we can't give up any rights, including having a comic book in the background and a Canadian television show. And it's like, <laughs> I don't know what rights you're giving up for that, but whatever. If you don't want them to appear, that's what Savage Dragons show up.
1: Yeah, it's funny because you gave like one one issue. Someone has a, a hat with "corner gas" kind of scribbled on it, and then the latest issue, Malcolm's got his shirt. What's the the jackass thing on That's the back just of the shirt?
3: like that would be like something that one of the characters routinely said. Oh, okay. So it's sort of an equivalent to their to a catchphrase. A yeah. So it's like, okay, <laughs> why the hell not? And then i mean some of this stuff it's like oh i gotta keep this going but i still kept the same gossip rag like yeah um, american thing i didn't did go for the canadian
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i like that you've established the uh you know canada's newscasters they're consistent like as i was going back through reading the issues i was like oh, it's always the same uh, man and woman news host
3: yeah and those are real people what oh really yeah, those are real news hosts, and the station is a real station. That's not like a made. Oh, that's hilarious for Canada station. It's like, well, this is a real thing. A lot of the times that I'm that I'm having, and go into places, especially if it's if it's like any store or any anything, it's like, oh, well, that's a real store. When they go to the hospital, that's a real hospital. Oh, that's crazy.
1: So yeah. It's, actually i was in Toronto last year and I took a picture outside the bar that uh Malcolm and uh, uh Thunderhead go to. I can't remember the name of it now. The one with like the lizard or whatever yeah, on it's uh, it. Uh, uh, what is
3: that? Oh, <sighs>
1: crocodile something? It's got a crocodile in it. Yeah, the crocodile lounge or something like that. I was like, oh, I, oh, walking down the street, I was like, I recognize that place. <laughs> <laughs>
3: That's a real thing.
1: Yeah. I could take, yeah, all all
3: the different uh, landmarks. <laughs> that because there's a, there's a bunch of little ones, and you know, it's it's all pretty it's pretty small stuff. You know, like uh, like in two thirty one when Maxine's wearing that that shirt that says a BJ is better than a YAG. Yeah, yeah. That's a blue jays
1: shirt. Yeah, yeah. Yep. That's a good
3: one. A lot of it's just, you know, seeing seeing things online or or whatever. It's like, oh, I gotta include this little thing because it just it just makes it seem a little more authentic and a little more foreign in a way. It's like just seem that we're not because my cities always look like my cities wherever. So I was like, well, okay, at least I got to put a couple of
4: really distinctive landmarks that show up from time to time. I think Toronto has come across in the book as pretty unique feeling. Like it really has felt kind of different. Well, I'm trying. <laughs> good, good job. <laughs> You're nailing it.
3: And it, it doesn't. It- doesn't it hurt that every now and then a random character will just unload a whole spiel from something, <laughs> you know, or they're just like, "Let me tell you about this little island." Yeah, probably gave you the complete history.
4: <laughs> you should bring the kids and hang out of here because it's cool. Like, all right. Best part of that sequence is Malcolm's like, "Sure," and just jumps off. Yeah, sure,
1: yeah, whatever. Crazy. Okay. <laughs> People are out of your minds. Damn <laughs> Canadians! Canadians are too nice. Yeah, they're all, <laughs> <laughs> they're all careful what you say here. Your fan <laughs> half your fan base might disappear. No, I, I love I love
3: you know I, I've i only been to Toronto once, and I was like I, I liked it, so yeah. I would I would do more. I want to do more in. in Toronto. I'd like to visit more. I'd like to just, just kinda get more of a sense of where things are in relation to each other and and just the cool stuff. But I end up doing a lot of of research, just looking stuff up, you know, it's like, okay, well what's their local mall that they could, you know, name drop a, a reference to? What's what's yeah. this and that? You know, when Malcolm goes and signs whatever he's signing. And that, you know, we got to make an appearance at this thing. And, you know, that's a real place. And we got to do this.
1: All right. All the it's, it's pretty crazy, too, with things like, you know, you think about like what kind of references like in the 60s like art, or even like earlier than that, the artists had to have their own scrapbooks of like magazine cutouts. And now you can go on like Google Maps on Street View and just be like, oh, there it is. Yeah. <laughs>
3: yeah there's a certain amount of that. It's like all right, yeah we can we can do this every time no no problem <laughs> I, got, I wish I kept I don't keep Malcolm's apartment very consistent. I need to work on that like, sometimes it's the it's the top floor
0: and sometimes it's not the top floor and sometimes <laughs> six stories tall you and sometimes rent out the top few floors like the Baxter building. well
3: it's like sometimes you can stand on the roof and call down to, the, to below and the other person can hear you perfectly well. <laughs> 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 and, and it's like, I keep trying to remember like, what, what is she, did this happen in and what is, it's like, oh, it's a pain in the ass. Yeah, I, don't get, remember, I don't remember every single little, like, I know there's an issue where they crawled like, with a kid. One of the kids crawled out the window and went up to the roof. Right. Like, what issue was that?
4: I don't remember. <laughs> well, I'm like, Seems like a burden. I had a comic artist buddy tell me he was like, uh, "I'm making Google SketchUp maps of all the characters' apartments so I can keep things consistent." And I was like, "Ugh,
1: what a, <laughs> what a pain yeah, in the ass!" It's, it's like, yeah, forget it. I don't think the readers pay that much attention either. No, they, it's not.
3: They really don't. They don't. I mean, I think they could. Malcolm and Maxine
1: could just be sometimes
3: on the top floor and sometimes not. People aren't going to care. Nah.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> Not much. I'm going to be drawing Christmas again here pretty soon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, did, it's true. I, I didn't do a Christmas issue, so he's, we're going to have Christmas in the, in the 241, I guess. That's when Christmas appears. So at least it'll be mentioned that it exists. And some mention of... You know, either show a tree or whatever, but it gets tough. It's like, am I going to do Christmas every goddamn year? (laughs) I mean, and does it matter that there's Christmas every year? You know, it's like the kids' birthdays are celebrated in September. Maxine's birthday is in October. Malcolm's birthday is in November. Christmas is in December. I can't have like four issues in a row where we're celebrating shit. (laughs) it's <laughs> you know, just going to seem crazy like oh we're, it's birthday birthdays all the time here <laughs> like we have three issues in a row where we're celebrating birthdays We <laughs>
4: <laughs> I can't do that. that that would just be crazy <laughs> what's funny is I feel like people ask for shit like that anyway though like we're over years of walking dead issues are we going to see Rick go to the bathroom and it's like, we really don't want to see that. Yeah, well, how, I, I always figure that there's
3: tons of stuff that we're really just cool. not seeing all right. the time in every one of these stories. But it also kind of feels like a cop-out if suddenly people are referencing something that we didn't see, you know? It's like, well, if, that, if you knew that that was going to be an important piece of dialogue later on, you know, it's like if Maxine it does all this crazy shit, and she says, oh, tell you what, you can have a free pass someday. And that was, like, suddenly had Malcolm mentioning, you totally gave me a free pass earlier, <laughs> that it would seem like, wait a minute, how come you didn't have her actually say that in panel that we heard? <laughs>
2: Gosh,
1: shit. I mean, on the other hand, though, we, we don't think that every... Day, some new villain is blown through Malcolm's wall in his apartment. So, well, you know. also,
3: it's <laughs> clear, clearly, I'm not covering 30 days worth of events, right? Every month, it's like that's that's a lot of events to have suddenly be showing up every single month. Like, oh, look at all this stuff that's happening, man, your life is packed. <laughs> <laughs> And it, and it's like, well, what are all those other events? What what are we missing? What is on the the cutting room floor that we just don't get to see or hear or find out anything about?
2: Right? You yeah. know,
3: it's just kids getting older. That's it. Kids learn to, <laughs> to talk. You know, what what's, what are the birthdays on that? You got to check all those things all the time. Oh, wait a minute, no, they're. You know, when do they start getting sending those kids to preschool? I'm like, oh, that's going to be fun,
1: <laughs> right? That's true. You got to think about those things too, like because that's things that happen. You know, do you show that? Do you not show that? Yeah, a lot of it is just weird little stuff. Like,
3: do Malcolm and Maxine have a car? Oh yeah. Now the we've, Uber. We've, I mean, <laughs> are, is it is it Uber all the time? Is it? it
2: is, he just jumps you know, from place we, to place.
3: And if suddenly they are driving a car, do we have to say, "Hey, remember when we bought that car?"
2: <laughs> no,
3: I mean, they they come into Canada, they're they're in a car. So, presumably that's a rental. Um some years ago, Malcolm and Maxine went to like the the fair and they were driving a car. And they put all the toys and stuff on the roof when they were leaving. That so it's like, okay, am I looking back through the? Is that her car? Is that her, her parents' car? And if her parents have a car, does that mean her mom is <laughs> now? Or
1: that's not know, fun.
3: <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of I mean, is that is 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 there anything there? Is it something that needs to be mentioned? We haven't seen. Um, Kevin and you know he, Kevin's apartment and it's like okay well what's that like where is that how is that in relation to the other you know what I don't know there's a bunch <laughs> little little step Stop that you like does it does it matter does anybody care and no <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to some degree no but we you right. know at this point we know that that Alex and Angel are uh, sharing an apartment together that was established, and that they were painting that. So it's like, I guess at some point we should see it. Maybe. Right. <laughs> you know, how, how much back and forth do we do there? How much do we follow any of those characters' lives? I mean, do, do people are going to be like, oh, I really want to know what Alex is doing now? It's really important to me to know what this, you know, 40, whatever, you know, almost 50-year-old woman at this point, what's she up to?
4: It's funny, because one of the questions was about Angel and Alex. (laughs) Are Angel and Alex romantically involved? I was like, uh uh-oh, someone does care. Someone does care. I would have...
3: Based on have, what we've
1: seen, I gotta imagine. I mean, we, we saw that
3: that you know, in, in desperate times, uh, you know, makes for strange bedfellows. <laughs> but but does that mean that they're are going to be sitting there going, yeah, let's just do this all the time now, or is it or is it like you know, if you're locked up in jail, and suddenly you're like doing some dude, it's like you're not sitting there going, well, I guess I'm gay now, because. <laughs> You know, it's like all those people in jail who are sitting there doing what they're doing. They're not sitting there going, "Well, we're we're all gay here." And they're not when they get out of jail. They're not like, "Well, all right, I've moved on to dudes." You know? <laughs> <laughs>
1: they're gonna be
3: they're gonna be back on snatch as soon as they can do
4: it. <laughs> you know?
1: Episode title right here.
4: Snatchle <laughs> <and> snatch. <laughs> <laughs> I guess what you're saying is what happens in Dimension X stays in Dimension X. Well, I mean, to, to a degree, it's it's kind of gotta, right? I mean, they, <laughs> maybe they'll,
3: they'll get out and it'll, it'll come up as a topic or conversation, but, you know. <laughs> Back on I think there's a, I would think there's a certain amount of that. It's like, well All right, what are we doing here? Well, you know, every now and then, Maxine goes crazy, and I'm
4: allowed in that door. So, love the uh, polarizing nature, and of course, it's funny. Nobody like the fans in the letter columns like uh, are always like, it's each one feels like they're on the outside. Like one's like, I feel like I'm the only one that hates Maxine, and then the other part is like, I feel like you know Maxine's great, and everyone hates her. And it's like Maxine's yeah. so polarizing. It's been awesome. Yeah, no, there's there's certain characters that are are like
3: that that definitely have like there's people who like them and there's people who don't. Like every time uh we one time we were going through I was talking with Eric Stevenson about okay, well, where are sales and what happens with with different issues and what what makes the sales go up and what makes the sales go down. And it was like, well, anytime Powerhouse appears on the cover, sales go down. <laughs> So retailers, at least, are going, okay, this is a, this is too far. This chicken guy is just <laughs> it's, it's not okay. But I've never heard from a fan ever that saying, yeah, Powerhouse sucks. Every single fan is like, he is totally awesome. It's like, yes. just put him on a cover. <laughs> <laughs> You're not going to be able to afford doing this book anymore.
1: <laughs> hey, Maxine is great, too, because she's not like... You know, based on your previous work, you want to say almost like the stereotypical Larson female superhero, like the big buxom. Yeah, hero. yeah, yeah. I like she's, that. I like yeah. That. It, it's like,
3: a, this is it's super
1: different. Yeah. And she's like the lead, one of the lead characters, you know, and it's it's really great. I think it's really cool. Like it's not what you would expect. If,
3: uh, with Dragon, I kind of felt like I never found the perfect mate for it. For him, like to like Jennifer was problematic because she was kind of boring, and then yeah. a lot of people didn't like Rapture because she was something of a shrew and uh and and didn't really have like a, a great sense of humor other than just being shitty. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I mean, she would just say shitty things, and she was always like jealous and, and right. stuff like that. so people weren't all up in her and and kind of. People thought they liked Alex, but they didn't really feel like that. That relationship seemed a little too pat in a way. And when they would get together, it kind of felt like when when the characters on Cheers got together, you kind of were like, "Oh, this is the season that sucks."
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it was kind of like the, the, the you, tension you, between Dragon and Alex had made that relationship.
3: Yeah. And it's like, so, you know, it's like moonlighting. You can't have these these two together or you lose what what magic there is there. And then with, with Malcolm, it's just like, you know, he had a, another girlfriend before and then this girlfriend was like, oh, this one totally works. She's a lot of fun to write.
1: And away we go. Yeah. yeah. They complement each other pretty well.
3: Yeah. They're both like you know, they're funny to listen to, and they're
1: and she's
3: super lively and has a lot of weird opinions on stuff. And, you know, it's
2: just,
3: yeah, it's more fun. Kind of wish I had found that with Dragon. That,
1: yeah, yeah. You know, it would have been nice. But I feel like even, like, what I liked about Dragon, I liked Bachelor Dragon that went from, you know... That was kind of the cool aspect of him too. He was kind of just like a ladies' man that wasn't going to be tied down for a while. Yeah, yeah. and that was really fun.
3: Yeah, and then when but, he, when he did get tied down, readers were just like, "Oh, this sucks."
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Fucking mean, hate that. I mean, I don't like Mary dragon. I always liked him more as a father than a husband.
3: Yeah, well, he's, he was fine as a single as a single guy too, who was kind of a raising angel.
1: Yeah. That
3: was wasn't a a huge long period but it was like okay that was that was all right
1: it was just fun to see you know he brings some chick home and she got covered in like dung shit or something like that (laughs) on accident (laughs) or whatever the case was it was like he always had like some girl on his arm or something like that that was that was fun and and it wasn't even that many issues when you think about like the length of the 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 comic now but oh yeah uh, it seems like the classic dragon
3: you go Wow, he was a cop for thirty-eight issues, and that was kind of it. And then yeah. when he got to be a cop again, he wasn't a—he was a yeah. cop for what five issues, and then he was kind of dead. And then yep. he was replaced <laughs> by another dude. And then yep. <laughs>
4: it's like he didn't last long as a cop second go around at all. Right. Isn't right. That- that back and blue is the most hilarious, like fake out.
3: Yeah. <laughs> like, look, Step one: kill on.
4: everyone. I'm not interested in this already. I <laughs> <laughs> yeah, remember the interview you said it just kind of feels right to see him back, and then he got killed like almost right away.
0: Because <laughs> you blow up the precinct in the end of the back and blue issue, and then the next issue he gets his brain eaten by virus, and then Overlord blows yeah, well, away the virus entity. Uh, the virus one was a weird
3: one because. That, I had to do 148, which is the one that had Daredevil in it. Right. I had to do that before 147. So 147, when I went to do it, was like, this kind of feels like a villain in in a weird way. Because I can't really do anything with the character. And then I ended up doing that story where he's with with Virus, (laughs) which was a weird one. And then and then, it, and then I ended up getting all sorts of crazy shit out of that. <laughs> so, I'm like, oh.
1: all right, this that was break. definitely a crazy time for Dragon. The virus ep- issues, like, it was like, is he Dragon or is he not Dragon? Like, what is what's up with this guy?
3: Yeah, what? Well, he's got a he's got an accent. What kind of weird accent is that? <laughs> can't, can't hear this stuff. You realize this isn't an audiobook.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cool. Well,
0: well, Eric, it's been great having you on again. <laughs> well, we a lot well, to talk about because we waited so long to have you on again.
3: Right. Well, you don't need to make it eight months if you don't want uh, to. No,
1: it wasn't intentional. Yeah, but just... I think
0: the summer was kind of busy. You were pumping out issues and you had that cruise and then New York Comic Con. It just kind of things got in the way. Yeah.
3: Yeah, It is. Yeah, that was that actually was the only convention that
4: I've done this year.
0: Yeah,
4: I've done just the one. You were thinking next year are you are going to step it up, or are you just kind of off it? <laughs> I don't think I could
3: step it down.
0: <laughs> I mean, if a if a convention reached out to you, would you uh, would you? Would
3: well, the thing is that I am invited to conventions all the time. See,
0: that's what I so, yeah.
3: So I am invited all over the place and all over the world, and it's like I can't go to all of them. And a lot of them are in places that are like, well, I haven't been there in 30 years. I guess I could go there, but then it's also like you know that this blows a week out of your schedule. Right. So if you're going to go to this show, it better be worthwhile. Otherwise, dude, you you've blown it because you can't afford to lose that many weeks. So like oh, maybe I can go to. Four shows a year, six at most, without just completely screwing up everything. But it's like, I, you know, choose carefully because that's all you so got. Yeah. And, yeah, and you know, if you blow it on some little convention where it's like, hey, we're doing our first time show, and we're <laughs> not, and they don't get the word out, and you know, it's like I've I've flown. Pretty far for shows that ended up being kind of dog shows. Mm. It's like, oh, I've flown to another country and the thirty people who have my comic there in this other country lined up, got them signed, and now I'm sitting here
1: (laughs) and (laughs) nobody's a bummer. Yeah.
3: Like, wow, that was I mean, yeah, it's cool to walk around this crazy town and drink their crazy beer or whatever. But that, that's that's a long ass flight,
1: right? <laughs> Got be worth your while.
3: Yeah, and so it's it's tough sometimes to make those kind of choices. And, well,
1: if you know, if, if you come back to Philly, I will sit at the table and watch your artwork for you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <Sweet>. Craig, the enforcer. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
3: well, I mean, a lot of times it just has to be like, okay, well, who's Who's off- offering? I don't routinely uh, contact people and say, Can I go to your show? Right. So I just kind of choose from whoever's offering and try to figure something out. I don't know. I mean, sometimes it's, I do,
1: sometimes it's not. The Baltimore show is always awesome. And I know you used to go there once in a while, um, those are always fun. Hopefully yeah, we can catch You know, you there when
3: there's shows sometimes. when there's shows that are focused more on comics, those are
1: generally Right. I hate the Wizard World yeah. ones. Those are garbage. Yeah,
3: yeah. those are not so <laughs> good uh, often. Um but then again, you know, it's like I haven't been to Chicago in forever, but if and if C two E two isn't like, well we're gonna fly you there I don't have any I don't have many options to go, you know, hang out with Frank. So, right, so it's like, all right, I, I could see myself getting coerced into doing a wizard show just so I could hang out with
1: Way. Right, and right.
3: A lot of times that's what it is. Like, I can this show I can hang out with this guy. This show I can hang out with that guy. That's that's a fun weekend. Whereas, you know, hey, you're going to be flown to this cool place. Awesome. Can I take my wife? No, we will not pay. For <laughs>
2: Wow. All right
3: then uh, mm-hmm. uh, maybe not right right. <laughs> and it's right. it's kind of been neat that, that I've been able to bring her along because because I mean she never goes to the conventions at all but she'll just be able to go and scout out everything cool and then come back
4: and go okay here's what we got going on.
1: you got to see this this and this that's cool yeah yep.
4: Man,
3: sounds good. So, yeah, probably next year I'll go to a few more shows.
2: Uh, and,
3: Sweet. And it's like, but like some, it's like I haven't done a show in California in years at this point. Well, it's like I live here.
0: Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's probably what are they? Just more like movie related out that yes, on that coast. That you know, San Diego
3: is is. I, I hate it. So I never, I never want to do San Diego again if I can help it. Um, and
1: then, uh, you used to go to Emerald City up in.
3: Used, I would uh, go to Emerald City sometimes, but it's, it's yeah. again, it's got to be a situation where they're going. We're gonna, we're yeah, gonna it's still far. Because a lot of times, you know, the, the the bigger shows especially just go. We don't need you we've got so many people that are showing up.
1: Right. 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 You know,
3: we're going to fly in 30 people and you're not going to be one of them right. because we've got, you know, bigger draws that we can fly in. And then you get smaller shows that are like, they don't
1: have
0: the money can't to afford do the
3: Spider-Man guy. Well, well, the <laughs> smaller shows will be like, we'll fly you in and we'll put you up, but you're going to be in nowhere you're going to go yeah. there and they will well, well and and some of the promoters are like well, we'll, we'll just leave you alone so you can do you know it's like what am i going to do in a hotel near no restaurants in the middle of nowhere <laughs> that's that's not a that's not a fun night for me i mean
1: <laughs> yeah just right. motel 6
3: yeah it's like <laughs> all right this is cool you know there's always this those nightmare hotels that you, End up and when you go to some of those places, like whoa, you got roaches the size of canned hams
4: here. That is
0: <laughs> well, my local con is in a is in a convention center attached to a casino, so there's tons to do. <laughs>
4: Catch an STD, lose some money. Yeah, <laughs> it's got everything. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah,
4: it's like I'm um, uh, see a show. When I go see a show. no yeah exactly i'm good i think i'll go back to my room
1: yeah they've got hbo (laughs) they got color tv TV. all right guys yeah all right well thanks for joining us really appreciate your time it's always a blast to have you
3: yeah, sorry. Sorry, it was later than it ought to be, but I was having technical stuff.
1: That it's all
0: good. never a problem. Yeah, yep, it's, never it's a all problem. worked out.
1: <laughs> all right. Take well, care. Talk, talk to you later, guys. See ya. All right, all bye. Adios. Bye.
0: Bye. Bye. Well, okay, that was quite the talk. Uh, almost a three-hour interview. I hope it. I hope folks at home enjoyed it as much as we did. At one point, I'm pretty sure that I heard eating
4: from someone, and then later I heard a toilet
0: flush. Get out of here! Uh, I didn't hear that, the toilet.
1: It's quite a long interview. I heard
0: a couple of motorcycles from San Francisco. Like hard oh, scratching
1: yeah. away at his table. I think he was inking or something. Oh, I'm <laughs>
0: sure he was working, working hard, hardly struggling.
1: working. But yeah, he answered a shit ton of questions. We can't let it. Uh, we can't go eight issues without an, an Eric interview next time. We got
0: clearly six, six <laughs>
1: minimum. It's just way too much to go through when you miss uh, when you got to go through eight issues.
0: That was good though.
4: Thank you, Eric. Thank you, listeners, for your questions. Like I teased about quality, I'm joking. They were fucking awesome. Thank you so much for everyone who submitted a question via the Savage Dragon Facebook groups.
1: Yeah, and if we didn't ask your specific questions, probably because probably we already because touched it's about on Spider-Man. it. We already had touched on it, so anything that we had touched on, we kind of uh, skipped over so we wouldn't have to repeat himself.
4: Yeah, there were a few that accidentally came up just naturally anyway, so yeah, that's it. But thank you, everyone, anyway.
1: So shall we uh, take a peek at what's coming up?
4: Do you mean in Savage Dragon 240, The Deadly Demonoids, Part 2 of 2? The Battle for Toronto, Malcolm Dragon, Freak Force, the Dynamic Daredevil and Battle Girl face off against the hideous hordes of the deadly demonoids. Digital 399, Print 399. <laughs> <laughs> and worth every penny, baby. So good. Subscribe to The Print Addiction. <laughs> it's good. I'm excited. Yeah,
0: yeah. Next issue should be real good. They're rapist,
4: cannibal demons. Can I just say that?
0: They, they, the demon. They do cover a lot of bases.
4: That's, <laughs> that's pretty evil,
0: as evil goes. Yeah, not uh, good to re- not no not a re- no redemption arcs here.
4: Uh, rapist, cannibal demons are a pretty good enemy. I think we can all agree that those are bad characters.
0: Bad hombres yes. with bad hombres.
4: <laughs> Uh it's very nice, very good. I'm excited as shit. Uh can't wait for two hundred forty. Wish it was already November fourteenth. Just get here. Just get here.
0: So thanks for listening to the Savage Fincast. Uh we'll be back again, of course, next month with a new issue.
4: Thank you, everybody. Thank you, Craig. Thank you, Jim. Thank you, all our listener friends.
1: I just decided to leave the call. I had enough. You're done?